Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello and welcome to Still Got Legs, a Doctor Who rewatch podcast brought to you by Another Happy Studios. A life without the Doctor. Is it a blessing or a curse? This is Turn Left. Hello everyone, welcome one and all to uh, Still Got Legs, a Doctor Who Rewatch podcast. I fucking forgot how to do that. My name is Nathan, oh it's the only Doctor Who podcast in the world as well. My name is Nathan, as always I am joined by my companion as we go on this adventure through time and space to rewatch all of Doctor Who, well some of it, well for now anyway. Um, his name is Lawrence, hello sir. Hello sir, I know why you stumbled over the title. Why? It's because you've recently changed our official title. Oh, uh, not really. I, I you added I, you added words. No, but it's always been the title. It's just that that's it's it's now officially listed as such. Yes, so I, you I, can find I, us easier. Yeah, I changed the title to it, before it was just listed as just still got legs. It's now listed as still got legs. A Doctor Who rewatch podcast. We thought it might be beneficial to have Doctor Who in the title of this Doctor Who podcast, you know, for SEO and all that kind of stuff. So Instead of just a vague quote from the show from an era that we haven't even got to a year in. Yes. (laughs) So, yeah. We are almost a year, and I think next week is our one-year anniversary, so... Ooh! I think I've got a nice picture to post of me watching Rose. (laughs) Right. <laughs> I won't post it then, fine. You shouldn't, no. I don't. don't have it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have to screen that picture beforehand, thank you. It's just the it's the it's the mug that you got me. You with the still got legs oh. on it. Oh, I remember that one actually. Yeah, I remember that picture. I um You still haven't got me a mug. I <laughs> you haven't. Sorry. I um what was I gonna say? That I need to get I you a mug. Know. Well you do. But that wasn't what I was going to say. Okay. Nathan, turn left. Lawrence, what the fuck are you doing? 
What do you mean? You're always you're always trying to step on my patch. Oh, sorry. Right? I'm just I'm. You told me to move it along, so I tried to move it along. Yeah, but don't move it along by doing what I do. All right, Lawrence. All right. Today we're here. Fucking <laughs> hell. Today we're here to talk about series four, episode eleven. It's called Turn Left, Lawrence. Oh, okay, for your yeah. information, I'm not sure if you're aware. It was actually written by Russell T. Davies himself. Directed by Graham Harper, uh, one of the big boy directors of uh, Docky Who in this era, anyway. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, here we are. We were at the. Uh... <sighs> Again, is it a trilogy f- of the finales? I don't think so. I, I think it's yeah. more uh, a two parter with a little bit at the end that leads into it once again, much like last season. So this shows my bias towards the utopia because this is the same vein, isn't it? This is a largely unrelated episode that is kind of a central viewing for the two-part finale. Uh, uh, you know what? It, and it also stars Chantho. It, uh, and... it does have Chantho. <laughs> but, but, like, the the one advantage this has over Utopia in the in the finale is the next two episodes are also directed by Graham Harper. Um, but that wasn't ah. the case with the uh, the trilogy at the end of Series 3. Okay, yeah, that does make a lot of sense. Yeah. All right, fine then. This is the definitive three-part of Finale. Well, no, you... I, I still don't think it's a three-part. <laughs> what are you <laughs> saying all of this for? <laughs> I'm, I'm just... No, but I'm, I'm attacking your bias, because you oh, still think the Series 3 one is a trilogy, do you not? I think it very much so is. But you don't think this is? It introduces... Uh... Hmm... Go on, you go on, you can talk about I, it. I get... Uh, yeah, I think this is. I think this is a three-parter. Why? It's very it's, clearly it's, not. It's, it reintroduces Rose. It, like, it's, yeah, it shows so the does... breaking down of the walls to allow for Rose to even be in the two-parter. You couldn't pick up the Stolen Earth. I mean, you look, could. We, we've seen you... it a million times, so we know. <laughs> you could pick up Stolen Earth. <laughs> All right, maybe in the same way that you could pick up any episode of Doctor Who and it's all equal nonsense. Yeah. But, like, I think you'd be better informed. Catherine joined us for Utopia for the season three three-parter, uh, as it is officially coined, and she, she watched Utopia. Us, she, didn't, she didn't join us for Utopia. She joined us for Last of the Time Lords. And here's my point, but she still watched Utopia to prepare. Yeah, but we're not, first of all, we're not even talking about Utopia. We're not even talking about if that's a trilogy. Oh, I won't let it go. It's a, it's a trilogy. <laughs> it's, it's not. <laughs> we're, we're talking about Series 4. And I don't think it's a trilogy because, like, it's, again, it's just... All right, here's the thing. If you count this as a trilogy, then you have to count, I think, uh, Series 1, Episode 1, and Series 1, Episode 2 as a two-parter. What, uh, Rose and End of the World? Yeah, yeah. To show you're working. Because it's it's the exact same thing. It's the exact same way in that, like, it's, like, separate stories, but they lead into each other at the end perfectly. Series 1, Episode 2 even has a previously on. Uh, okay, then fine. A duology in the beginning of Season 1 it is. But you've never considered that the case until I just mentioned it here. <laughs> I think far fewer people would have ever considered that than I think it's pretty universal that this is like a three-part situation. I don't know. I don't, well, if it is, everyone's wrong. Is all, all right. I'm saying. The metric of all truth. <clears throat> write in. Let us know. Right. We've got you've got two more weeks to get your thoughts in, and we'll have a definitive tally of who's right or wrong. 
I mean, everyone, <laughs> I think we know by now how stubborn I am. Like, literally everyone could say it's a three-parter, and I will still be like, no, no, it's not. It's definitely I not. I think you need to get off your high horse, and I think we need to, <clears throat> now that, when we are at an impasse, I think we should always turn to our audience, who are always there to give their opinions. They are, and I do love that about them, but they're not always right. <laughs> Nathan well, hates know. his... Maybe if, if that sways your vote, then so be it. I'm, I think you were all great. I uh, Look, I love to hear from the listeners. It's it's one of my favourite parts of the show, when we get to mm. hear from the listeners, and, we'll, and we will do it this episode as well, obviously. Um, it's almost but, most of the show. <laughs> yeah, at this point, it almost <laughs> is, yeah. Um, but that being said, I I do not let their opinions influence my own, Okay. My my opinions and my thoughts are my opinions and thoughts, and I and I will not be swayed because I'm very I, stubborn. I am buyable, right? You compliment you me, you say I have a good opinion. That's my new opinion. Lawrence <laughs> is for sale, whereas I I am steadfast in my beliefs. Uh, anyway, um, yes. So turn left, Lawrence. What are your general thoughts on this episode here? The first think- of this, not three parter. Well, you said it was the first of something. Um, you can't say it was the first of a one-parter, because that doesn't make sense. So you are confirming I absolutely that can. Uh, the first of this single episode story. Okay, good. <laughs> a normal thing to say. Yeah, um, yeah it's a good. It's like, we, we always like a Dr. Light. Um, it's just, it changes up the formula a little bit. I think it's probably the the, the best Dr. Light up until this point. I mean, you say we always like a Dr. Light. It's the second one. It's, yeah, yeah. But, the, but we, in the context of we've seen more of them, a, a Doctor Light isn't just showing up like every week, I and mean, there's not that many Doctor Lights across the whole show, really. <laughs> They're very few and far in between. I can't even uh, think of another one off the top of my head, apart from Blink. I, uh, point taken, because I also can't. <laughs> so, <there you> go. <laughs> so let me that. look at my list. Hold on, let me look at my list. Um, I don't even have it up. Bloody hell. So there you go. We got two. <laughs> <laughs> well, then I think this is definitively the better one. <laughs> okay. Um, no, look, my there's there's a simple reason why I revisit Turn Left, right? And it's it's just really cool to take basically the big hitter moments of the revival era up until this point and go, what if it all went fucked? What if it was all fucked and the Doctor didn't stop it? And it's all gone wrong. What would Earth look like? You know, what would Donna's life look like without the Doctor? It's just a good... You know, like Marvel do do the what-if stuff? I was I was literally going to say that. So you literally said two words there, which are very key <laughs> to this episode. What if? Because this yeah. is essentially Doctor Who what if, really, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I'd love to see a Doctor Who what if, like an actual oh, serialized no, never, thing. Never, 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 no? never. I never want to see what ifs. Only in Marvel, and even then, they're pushing it, all right? <laughs> <laughs> all right, I raise you, what if World War Three was exactly the same, but with less farting? No, maybe I'd like to see that. <laughs> yeah, see, there we no, go. No, I, I, I struggle with what ifs, because, like, uh, I don't know, I feel like it has to be, like, I think the reason it kind of works with Marvel is because it, it's not, like... It, it's never, like, the main premise of something. It's, like, I wouldn't want to see, like, what if, you know, the whole show was different, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. I, it, it needs to be somewhat smaller changes, I and think. That's, that's why I think this episode 
does the what if concept perfectly because it's it all stems down to one incidental change which fucks everything and it's a big change and it's, it's and it's uh, and, and and the decision is so minute but yeah. the repercussions of it are so massive whereas in exactly. marvel it's like what if this person found this stone at this time instead of this person finding this stone at this time? And it's like... What if, what if Nebula was Blade Runner or whatever? Yeah. What if this character was a completely different character? Okay. What if... <laughs> what if I mean, yeah, that's true. What if, what if everything took place in the 1600s for some reason? All right. Why? <laughs> okay. But I mean, it doesn't. <laughs> but it could. That's the thing. Oh, yes. Well, what if, Nathan? What if everything that took place primarily in America in 2012 or whatever was now in London in the 1600s? <laughs> Wouldn't that be a fun what if? And everyone no. was the same and there was no explanation for it. Everyone was still very American, but there was no explanation. Yeah, little work has been done to fit these characters into a new format. It's just, I don't know, something different. Yeah. I actually um, liked what if. You know, I thought it was actually quite good fun. But I haven't seen season two because I find the release window that they posed just fucking insane one a day but i'm busy all right we'll like, watch it whenever you get a chance yeah but now it's now i'm not interested now everyone's seen it and i've seen stuff about it right, well don't watch it i, I might not <laughs> i don't know I, I did like elements of season one you, of what if so i might you don't have to it. you don't have to watch it no one's gonna fucking <laughs> beat you up right? it's, it's true yeah we're not even really doing marvel stuff on the other pod anymore either no, way, so. not really not really. Um, what are your thoughts on on about say what if turn left? Um, banger. Yeah, all timer. Yeah, yeah, one of the best I reckon. Um, really good. Um, just really good story. Really good. Um, performances from mm. uh, both Catherine and Billy Piper. I think. Um, although I got some bones to not bones. I got some questions for Billy Piper a little bit, but. I got some praise for Billy Piper. I got Is some it... praise, like she does well, but I okay. also got some questions, like some <laughs> some stuff that's like I'm like, what's happening there? How um, do you know we'll... all of this? No, no, we'll, we'll see, we'll see. No, I well, I got answers for that. I think. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, no, I, I think it's really good. It is like a good alternate look at you know what could have been and how, and it, it really gives you a sense of like the kind of importance of Donna, I think, and mm. and how you know she's the the kind of tragedy of Donna, and this is throughout her whole arc, like even quite recently, um, that she's got no self-confidence, bless her. She just sees herself as so insignificant and just a disappointment and not someone who, you know, just absolutely nothing. She's not important. She's not special. She's just, she's just Donna. But that is exactly what makes her so important. And just one ordinary decision she made one day has universe altering effects and i think it's it's really well shown so so yeah i I think so i think like a lot of the time donna's kind of story especially in like you know i'm not talking about anything that happens after season four yeah um but like oh yeah because she's anyway (laughs) um a lot of the time it boils down to like the dr donna is a big thing and like that's you know the universe we don't know what that is yeah no, we don't. But it. Well, we've heard it. We've heard that you'd say it. We've heard that you'd say Doctor Donna. But yeah. Okay. That might be something. <laughs> Dodge that one, didn't he? <laughs> he danced around that like a champ. 
Um, no, but so often it's about like mm. how important Donna is to the universe. But like one thing that I like this episode, mm. it touches on. Uh, it's not the focus, but it is like it's also how important Donna was to the Doctor. Yeah, because you know, it, it's not just that she didn't. You know, I said at the beginning it was one incidental choice, but like Donna. Well, well, should we should we go into it a bit and then we'll get into the choice and stuff? Okay, yeah, we'll we'll yeah we'll, we'll circle back to this. <laughs> we'll, we'll circle back to the choice and then what what happens as a result of that. But basically, so we open up on Chinatown, the planet, basically. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> essentially, isn't it? It's pretty much. It's essentially some planet which is China, basically, and they does, have a nice does little Russell market. know that you can have a planet? That has different things going on. Our planet has mean? very different things. Like, the library's a whole planet. Chinatown, and it's a whole planet. <laughs> like this. Yeah, yeah, we don't know that the whole planet is Chinatown. <laughs> we, have, we have only seen this one. It could, it could, like, just be... We've essentially seen one city of the planet. I have my suspicions that this okay, is, right. this is but, planet Chinatown. All right, but you can say that, and then I would refer you to... Arguably the greatest sci-fi series of all time, Star Wars. Yeah, and you could level the exact same criticism against that. And like, the whole planet is a desert. The whole planet is an ice world. <laughs> the whole planet is a forest. The whole planet is a city. You know? Uh, yes, I don't have a rebuttal. That's a very good point. <laughs> well, there you go. See? Um, actually, speaking of Star Wars, did you notice that uh, the Doctor and Donna are eating something very? similar to something that Ray eats in The Force Awakens. Like a kind of... Ray eats bread in The Force Awakens. Yeah, but she it, she eats weird Star Wars bread in that it, like, <laughs> rises in a millisecond and she's like, oh, my portion bread. Like, <laughs> and it's it's in, like, a little container. They eat the same thing. It's a similar uh, kind of bread thing. I don't know if it's the same... They, they, what they're having looks more like a... A Guinness. Looks more like a milkshake <laughs> Guinness. Sort of. it does. Who has prepared you these Guinnesses? It looks like a big frothy milkshake Guinness because they're having it. Looks it like they a mug cake. They, no, they get a, like a milk mustache and everything. <laughs> I maybe maybe I missed the milk mustache, right? You did. That, you it, did. They drink, they drink it and then like the Don is laughing at the doctor because he's got a milk mustache. Oh, all right, you are right, but they still look like bread cake. Things. It looks nothing like bread cake at all. It <laughs> looks like a it looks like a pint of Guinness. Very frothy Guinness, but Guinness nonetheless. A really bad Guinness. Yeah. Would you say almost a bready cakey like Guinness? No, I would not say. <laughs> I would I would uh, bread is not a term I would use to describe this uh this thing at all. Okay. Uh, fine. Sometimes I question just what's going on in your head when you watch things. <laughs> you see a man clearly drinking a milkshake, and you're like, "Oh, that's bread." <laughs> no, I didn't. I'm not saying it's a hovis loaf. I'm man's, saying cook, it... man's cooking himself a slice of toast. And he's like... <laughs> uh, Nathan oh, Chantho is here. And... Chantho is here. She's back, but she's not blue or a no, bug this time. Or a bug, and she is debuting pretty offensive accent. <laughs> I think. That, I, no, it's very. It would over be the offensive. Top. It would be offensive if she was white. Uh, yes, it does feel very James Bond accentuated. Well, it's yeah, it's it's heightened. Mm. But, but they like, are on Chinatown, the planet. In exactly, fairness. yeah. Like no one is like um, 
this isn't fucking what was it Roger Moore in yellow face for whatever that Bond <laughs> film is or anything I think I know? think that's um, I think that's the other one I think it's the other terrible one what's his face Sean um, Connery what do you mean terrible Sean Connery no not he's a good James Bond he's a terrible man is he Sean Connery yeah he's like he's what's made he some comments he's made like sexist comments racist comments he's not oh, okay and look, he's a man of the era <laughs> where where okay. people were willy-nilly throwing these comments. Yeah, yeah, that's but, fair. But not great. So. Okay. Well, um, yeah, I don't think it's, it's, you know, it's heightened for sure. But it's yeah. not like, if it was me or you doing this, then yeah, cancel us. Frozen jail. But like... <laughs> I was about to ask for your impression, actually, if you could do a Chantho no, impression. No, absolutely not. Do, I can do a Chantho impression, but uh, uh, I'm not, you, I'm not doing this character. got out of technicality there. <laughs> I'm not doing this character's impression <laughs> at all. I, frankly, I don't want to. So. Is, I know we might circle back around to this later, but what does this character get out of this arrangement with a bug? We'll circle back to that because <laughs> it's nothing, right? Well, we, well, these, well, we'll circle back. We'll circle back. Okay, okay. But we're doing but, a lot of circling back. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's getting backloaded pretty quick. Yeah. But anyway, so basically, Chanfo offers Donna a like a, a not a palm reading, but like a tell your fortune type of thing. Yeah, you know, um, and you know, it's, Donna's like, "No, nah, I'm good, mate. I'm good. I'm all good." She's like, "Oh, you got red hair. It's free for gingers or whatever." She's like, "Oh." Donna loves a bargain. Loves she a sale. does love a bargain. <laughs> so she's like, well, who am I to say no to this then? Who am I to say no to a free palm reading or whatever? It is the ultimate conundrum for Donna. Someone who absolutely would not put up with medium nonsense. <laughs> That's but when it's true, free. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we'd have a go. We'd all, I mean, I'd have a go if it was free. I wouldn't have a go. I've got no I patience but you wouldn't. It. You wouldn't have a go? I don't no. buy any of this shit at all, but I think it'd be fun just to I have a go. I would be too... I wouldn't be able to stop myself saying something cynical and making it a really awkward atmosphere. I think that's the fun of it. <laughs> you... <laughs> I'll give it a go. Just go in and berate someone's place of work and just shoot them down. Why not? I mean, yeah. It's not a job. <laughs> They're professional liars. <laughs> I mean, there's... <laughs> Whatever. Um, <laughs> Sorry if that if that's yeah. anyone's thing. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it is, but I, I think there's there's a lot to be said about. And this isn't really, you know, uh, like a fortune teller, but more like you know, like those cunts who claim they can like talk to the dead and like yeah, the the people who like. <laughs> Basically, the people who take advantage of grieving families who yeah. have just recently lost a loved one, and they're like, "Oh yeah, I can get in touch with them for you," and you're like, and they're desperate and they just want any kind of comfort they can. So, well, well we're getting sidetracked, but those kinds. I'm can getting die, a letter. Is it tea? It is a tea. Yes, I am getting a tea now that you've said it. I'm getting the word nonce. <laughs> a classic. Um. Yes, so so she's basically saying to Donna while she's getting this palm reading, like, you know, there was a, there was a choice you made, blah blah blah. What happened, blah blah blah, and and then, well, the choice. Let's get down to it. Yeah. Um. So it basically, she gets her little thing read, her palm read, and and she gets zapped back, and suddenly we're kind of without context and not really much of a clue what is happening. Um. Other than we Chantho tells us, you know, like. You know, turn left and no, turn right and change the future. Yeah. 
Uh, and the next time we pick up with Donna, she is literally just at the pub with her mates. Yeah, um, and we'll get to that. But um... <laughs> what do you mean? That's the next thing. We're not circling back to this. But I, got, I got more. I got run notes, Lawrence. I wrote. <laughs> God damn! I don't like it when you make notes. You you mess with my notes. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're jumping ahead. Um, it's so the Donna next has a... scene. <laughs> yeah, but not yet. It's not. <laughs> so uh, she has a choice between H.C. Clements, which is obviously where we picked her up uh, with. When, when she joined the show in her Christmas in, uh, special, um, or the other job as a, some sort of PA for a bloke called Mr. Chowdhury. Uh, Sylvia mentions it's 20k a year, which I guess is a lot of money back then, but I, I think that's less than minimum wage now. So, yeah, and like, not great. There's something you have to consider as well is that Sylvia's being like, this is 20k. What is Donna earning now? Well, she's not in anything, is she? She's not in well, no, but like, what's the other job? Oh, what's HC Clements? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, twenty for London as well. Twenty, yeah. like, I mean, it was two thousand and eight, so I, I understand, like, you know, we've had inflation and stuff since then, so I'm mm. sure that was like relatively decent. But fucking, hell, I cannot. You could not survive on twenty k in London today. Absolutely not. No, it's, it's not feasible. It's literally no. not possible. Yeah, not at all. Not when your rent's like at least fucking fifteen hundred. That's the thing. People are like, let's let's do some politics. <laughs> <laughs> let's do them. Um, yeah, because it's it's mm. inflation hasn't fucking risen, and they everything mm. is going like the line is keeps going up, but nothing yeah. is rising to match it. So yeah. you're just like uh, there are points now where like you need to be living in a certain area to be like applicable for a job because you need to obviously that's not something the job imposes, but you need to be able to commute there reasonably and. Yeah. Also, that commute costs you an obscene amount of money for a dog shit service that is fucking terrible. Yeah. Um, and then what? Are you, and, what TFL? Yeah. Oh mate, you you don't fucking you don't know how good you've had it. You, I mean, you you live somewhere in the country now, but you've also mm. got you know your wife who drives you about because you can't drive. Burn on you. Um, <laughs> Look at you, and you're older than me. I know, but still, burn on you. <laughs> Double burn on you. <laughs> Just two dudes who can't drive. <laughs> We don't need to drive. We do podcasts. <laughs> it's true, yeah. Um, but like compared to transport in the rest of the country, mate, TFL's a godsend. TFL is easily the best transport network in the country. I agree, but I raise you this: being the best at something when the bar is so low doesn't mean I don't you're good think, at it. I don't even think TFL is bad, though. Oh, it's bad. It's Why bad. is it bad? They cancel so many trains, and then you get a, like, yes. Oh, uh, in like, in like, fucking, you're in like, fucking, like, fucking uh, southeastern rail and stuff. Yeah, mm. if you're if you're going to like the arse ends and shit, like zone fucking seven and stuff. But like, I'm I'm talking more central based, like the tube and the buses and stuff. That's... Oh yeah, once you're in London, it's fine. Yeah, but yeah. You got to fucking get there first, and they make that no easy feat. The, tra- like the train, the train is a whole different story. Like fucking, because yeah. that's all privatized as well and bullshit. So that's that's a whole different story. But TFL itself, I think it's good. Okay, well, <laughs> chills for the government service. <laughs> well, for TF- TFL's public service, actually. Oh, fuck. Well, it still sucks. I don't like it. Okay. Well. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. Anyway, Lawrence um, is not a man of the people. No. What? Hang on. Yes, I am. <laughs> well, doesn't sound like you. Fuck's sake. Um, I, just before we move on, I forgot to mention it. Um, yeah. another Russellism potentially. We have the Ooh. POV shot of a beetle. 
Yes. Right. So wait, R- Russell loves a weird distorted POV kaleidoscope shot. Yeah. Yeah. We just got that. That's that's all. Russellism. Yeah. All right. Cool. cool I, like, stuff. I like that. I like the little beetle. Little. Um, I think it's they they shoot it well in that like you you never get a clear shot of it. It's mm. always like little snippets, and you'll see like the little the pincers and the little hand and stuff, and you you'll never like. Get a full on shot of it because it looks awful. It's, it's like a little, yeah, it's just, it's a, just a little plastic thing. beetle on her back. Like you know, you know, if you see it just just there, like oh, it's just like wearing a backpack or something. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's what it looks. It looks yeah. like an edgy person's backpack. Yeah. It does. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, they 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 play to their strengths and they like shoot it restrictively and that kind of stuff. Um. Yeah. Sylvia says something to the effect of like, city execs don't need temps except for except for practice. What does this mean? Is this like some kind of like this is sex. hit and quit sort of thing? Yeah, yeah. Okay. This is execs sleep with their secretaries. Yeah, and then and they like they go home and, then... and buy the big jewels for their wives. <laughs> okay, yeah. the real ladies of society. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Well, Not great from Sylvia in this episode, to be honest. <laughs> Well, I, interesting. I think Some interesting, definitely interesting. Interesting moments from Sylvia, which mm. we'll which we'll get to. Anyway, so she turns right. She makes a choice. She alters the universe, um, and then we get the the opening titles, which are a little bit different this week. I don't know if you noticed. I didn't notice. Do tell. No, you have the addition of Billy Piper. I was having a drink. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but please don't I, let that <laughs> to I, think I wasn't shocked. I could have cut that out, but you know. Um, yeah, no, I didn't notice that at all. I think yeah. I think I'm, I just zone out because I'm bopping. Right? Well, you season, shouldn't. You should, <laughs> you should pay attention. No, I know, but the season <laughs> we spoke about this. The season four theme song is a bit punchier, a bit boppier. Head along to yeah, you know, it's a, it's got them it's got them drums in the background. So I'm I'm yeah. normally just like yeah. Going BBC iPlay doesn't have the option to skip intro like um, like Netflix and other streamers do, and I, and I say good. You don't I need say, to skip this intro. You don't need to skip any of them. So, hmm. I raised good for them. binging Game of Thrones. Have a good sing along. Is it minute, man? It's it's <laughs> right. Okay, Game of Thrones is two and a half minutes. Alright, fair enough. It's two and, it's two and a half <laughs> two fun minutes. Over it's, still, it's two and a half minutes. Oh, woe is me. Two and a half minutes. It's a long time. You Make a cup of tea. For a kettle to boil. Yeah. It's boring if you just stand there, isn't it? Like, well, don't just stand there. Do something else. What am I supposed to? Do? I'm I'm watching a TV show. Should I get up and go and fucking train for a marathon for two and a half minutes and then sit back down? What's that? What's that small device in your hand that can do literally anything, Lawrence? I don't know. I put it down when I consume stuff, Nathan. When I consume media. You consume content, do you? <laughs> <No>. um, <laughs> it was a poor choice of words. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Billy Piper's name is in the opening credits. It's a bit of a spoiler, I think, but you know. A little bit, then, yeah, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, Lawrence, here's a Russellism for you. Ooh. How do you know we have a scene or an episode set at Christmas in a Russell T. Davies episode? Oh, shit. Okay, you're going to get me. Um, there is one identifier. Does it play that one Christmas song that they always It play? does, yes. It is <laughs> yeah. Wizard. Uh, I wish it could be Christmas every day. <laughs> yeah, which right. plays twice in this episode, okay? They do it two <laughs> times in this episode. And the second one is so fucking egregious. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> it's it's always the same song. It's in literally every single Christmas episode Russell has yeah. written. It was even in the most recent one. Um, <laughs> it feels very soap opera, doesn't it? Because it comes about where they're like clinking glasses at a pub and it's just yeah. muffled in the back. And, Can he ride a red nose? <laughs> like, yeah, it's, uh, he, he fucking loves that song, man. It's, it's, it's always a good Christmas song. Yeah, I've had enough of it. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you are saying that on the 4th of January, mind. Like... Shut up. Uh, <laughs> Lawrence Donner is on 23k now. Lovely. She got a little little bump. Yeah, she's got a promotion. Good for nice. her, I reckon. Nice work. Um, I'll tell you what, um, I really, really like that in this, it's like, we speak a lot about how time travel isn't incorporated into the show. Um, yeah, and it's uh, not. And it's not, because most of the time, like we say, if you're new here, the TARDIS is basically get them to the problem and then... We'll touch back with the TARDIS later on. That's most it's of the, the episodes. Yeah, it's the, the doorway to, to get us to the event. Yeah, basically. The bus. Um, the Fortnite yeah, bus. Yeah, the, the, bu- bus. the Fortnite bus that drops <laughs> yeah. them off, yeah. It's the Fortnite battle bus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, I like that this is, this is now um, an interesting kind of episode where they do, in a way, I mean, I know parallel world and everything else but you know for well, lack of a better term it's time travel that uh, go, donna goes back and changes an event in time you <clears throat> see this here's the thing uh, the this i don't see this as an an alternate universe sort okay. of thing it's like it's not like a parallel world in the sense of like roses living in a parallel world. Yeah. It's not like a whole full on parallel world. It's it's just that time has changed, sort of thing. And it and, and it can be snapped out of. Yeah, it's the same world. It's still mm. it's still the universe that the whole show has been set in. And this is just what I think. I could be wrong. This is just my interpretation of it. Um but because that choice was made, now things are different, basically. Yeah. I think so, and because you know, not to jump ahead too much, but there is the doctor does talk about parallel worlds at the end and says, you know, you know, with it, most of the time the universe would compensate for it, whereas yeah. this one created a whole new parallel world, which then, as soon as Donna is changes it and does turn left and make the right choice at the beginning, um, it that world just ceases to be that alternate mm. version of history just snaps out of existence and they're back to where they should have been the whole time, like, like Thanos. Like Thanos. Donna is inevitable. Getting hit uh, by a truck. <laughs> Greyhound 15 is back. Yes. I, well, you say Greyhound 15, I say weirdo unit soldier. Yeah, um, I, I also <laughs> described him as... Um, well, my exact note says, Greyhound 15, same cunt who got hypnotised by the Sontaran. So. <laughs> yeah, but but like to varying degrees of success. Yeah. <laughs> Don't have his mate with him this time. but No. I put, he seems less laddish. Maybe that's because of his mate's absence. He's not. <clears throat> he's not playing the class clown anymore. He's not fooling about with the boys, is he? You know, <laughs> he's on. He's on job. He's serious. Yeah. yeah. He's, on, he's like when when we're together, where you know we're ambitious. <laughs> where at uni, like our, our, we would rarely get paired together because they knew we just <laughs> we just. We'd have too much fun. <laughs> we we were known for going to house parties, monopolising the sofa that was yeah. there, sitting there all night and keeping it shotgun for each other whilst we took separate alternating beer runs. Yes, and then just making fun of people that were at the party, and then we when we'd get in an Uber and we'd be like another successful party, making fun of people. Let's go home. 
I was talking more about like in classes and stuff. I oh, know <laughs> I'm, I'm talking about our bodacious <laughs> bravado outside. Bodacious. Of the okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um, yeah. It would be it would be weird if he was laddish, right? Because the mm. doctor is being pulled out on a stretch, <laughs> yeah, and he's and he's like, the doctor's dead. Wait, <laughs> doctor's dead. Let's have a fucking party. Wait. Yeah, that would be the doctor's dead. No, no. <laughs> Al, mate, fucking Al on the daughter. <laughs> He's just doing Fortnite emotes <laughs> over the doctor's Awful. corpse. Horrendous. But the doctor is dead. We see his arm. He drops mm. the sonic. I like the little the little music sting, which happens yeah. quite a lot in this episode. Whenever like anything vaguely like mystical or time travel related happens, you always get that little ah, <laughs> that little Doctor Who sting. <laughs> We get a tortured sting at some point as well. We do get a tortured sting, yeah. Yeah, we do. Uh, which is good. I um, I tell you what, that shot of <clears> 10 <throat> dead on the stretcher. Yeah. Um, not it, 10. Not Tenant, I will say. But Is it not Tenant? No, it's not. I watched Confidential this morning and he was of talking about it's like. Not. Why would it be course, what, Yeah, why would they get him in just for his hand? <laughs> like, literally. <laughs> but yeah, he was talking about like how he never got called for it and how he's trying to figure out who he was and he still doesn't know. So. Oh shit! Okay, so it, yeah. it was just a runner, wasn't it? Really? It was just yeah, it was just some bloke, wasn't it? it was just yeah. whoever could, you know, whoever was at least arm was vaguely the same size and color. Then yeah, get him in. I'm just realizing, was he in a black suit? No, he was in the brown suit. Was he in a brown suit when the arm dropped out? Yeah, it was. It was a. It was his standard brown suit. Yeah. Okay, don't know why, but I'm <laughs> remembering it as the black suit, and I was thinking I no. found a goof. No, it was his brown suit. <laughs> Are we sure? Yeah, I'm 100% sure, yeah. I'm finding out. I'm finding I, out. I question. You thought the Guinness was bread? You're thinking he's in a black... I think you need to get your eyes tested, mate. I'm checking. All right, you got a big CV a as well. I think you need to get your eyes tested, mate. It's 100% the brown suit. All the pictures are of the stretcher, Nathan. I can't see his hand. <laughs> All right, it looks black. No, it doesn't. You're just holding your phone up to a webcam, so that's not great. It's definitely the brown suit. If you think that black, if you think that's just a black suit, there's something wrong with you. Because I know he was wearing the brown suit, and yes, and he oh, was in this it was episode, wet, though, wasn't it? Because it was all raining. Yeah, sure, but it's still definitely the brown suit. Fine, all right. Well, we had to do a bit of suit talk anyway, so we got it out of the way. <laughs> um, bit, bit of a massive oversight on um units part isn't it to just let what? him drop the sonic screwdriver on the floor i was wondering that did anyone pick that up because... it doesn't seem so yeah they're just like surely they know what that is like if they know who the doctor is and they know he can you know this death happened too quickly for him to regenerate if they know that much about the doctor surely they know what the fucking sonic screwdriver is yeah you'd think so i mean like it was in his hand someone put him into a stretcher yeah. So it was in his hand. As they, but maybe they, you know, like when some people died, they put like a bit of jewelry in their hand or their wedding ring or maybe a Bible or something. What? When people, you know, when people get buried, they might they might bury them holding something close to their chest. That's a thing. Is it? Yeah, yeah. That seems weird. Uh, yeah, I'm not saying I think it's normal. I'm just saying it's a thing that happens. But maybe they were like, maybe just some nice unit medical officer was like, oh, let's put him in with his Sonic. <laughs> I want to be buried with my Series 9 Blu-ray of Doctor Who. <laughs> yeah, same. Um, I don't have it on Blu-ray. Um, Neither do I. I don't have any Blu-rays anymore. No, why would I you? sold them all years ago. I'm yeah. all digital now. 
much. And do you know what? This is a bit of a sidetrack, right? But like, I I get annoyed about this because like, I feel like when I had, because I had so many Blu-rays, I had like two fucking bookcases full of like Blu-rays and everything like that. And I was fully in on physical media. And I felt like everyone was starting to change to digital. And it was like, oh, digital's, you know, the future and stuff. And we're all in on digital. Yeah. And physical's kind of outdated now. So we'll all switch to digital. And I'm like, yeah, sure. I'll join. Let me sell my Blu-rays. I, I, got, like good, I got like 300 quid for the whole lot of CEX. Yeah. I, I sold them all. Um, and now everyone's like... Digital is a travesty. We physical media is the only thing that matters. If you consume digital media, you are terrible. And I'm like, what? I'm just, <laughs> I'm just trying to watch my stuff, man. The reason the reason I moved away, like, is exactly <clears throat> what. And when people when people come back and say like physical media needs to be preserved, I, yeah. I think it absolutely does need to be preserved. But there's enough people with vaults out there that are yeah. doing it. Right, and putting it on the internet for people to pirate and everything anyway. Like the, people always go on about how like mm-hmm. you need fucking like half things don't get released on Blu-ray anymore. Like it's true, it's you're true. lucky if you get a Blu-ray release. I can't watch I half think, the shit. I think as well, a lot of people confuse digital media purely with only streaming services like yeah like when when you say digital media people think that's only netflix only disney plus but like no i'm talking about actually buying these movies like on <laughs> on like apple or whatever you know yeah like, yeah that, that way like if it does disappear off netflix i can still watch it i still have it you know is there not something yeah. where they can if it's removed fully from the service your purchase is just void like they people just say that watch but it. people say that but here's the thing i have had uh at least some digital movies on apple for well over 10 years at this point since about 2012 okay i have never lost anything okay there was one incident where a digital service did shut down but they just transferred everything over to apple anyway and so and anyone who still had that service still got to keep their stuff Fair enough. I also just so, like in the in the in the ten years, I've never lost anything, and I would say that you're more likely to lose something with physical anyway. Because how easy is it to lose a disc or to break something or to scratch a know. disc to misplace yeah, it in a move. exactly yeah exactly I, and also when you've like moved like six or seven times with like fucking three hundred Blu-rays, then you're like. Yeah, I I really should go all digital. That's and that's that's the catch twenty two, isn't it? They say you know if you love film, if you love you know if you love media and watching media, if that's one of your big go to hobbies, yeah, then you should be a physical collector. But like, yeah, you move after you've transported two bookcases and a fuck or two bookshelves and a fucking like maybe 10 boxes of separate <laughs> yeah. like things, and then you've got to reorder them and you got to put them all back. Yeah. And they take up so much fucking room. It does take up so much space. Yeah. yeah it really does. Like I, I wouldn't even know where I would put them now, man. We've got good like, TVs anyway. We do have good TVs, We yeah. can tell our TV that we want to watch something, and nine times out of ten it'll be like, that's not a problem. Yeah. I can accommodate that for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. 
That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, um... Anyway, yeah, Rose shows up again. She does a little run up. She does, yeah. She uh, she just misses the doctor. He's dead. Um, right, here's something. Okay, we're getting into it. We're circling yeah, back. Yeah. We're circling back. What's going on with this lisp? What's going on? What's, what's, what's... You caught me when I was having another drink. I don't know why you decided to have a drink at that exact moment again, but. What's going on with this little lisp that Billy Piper seems to have now? It, I don't know. Yeah, is all I, don't I can either. say. I don't know either. But it's there. It's definitely there. There's, <laughs> it wasn't before. It wasn't before, and it's not there. Hypothetically, if she does come back another time in the future, it's, maybe it won't be there. Then. <laughs> um, I don't know. Was anything going on with Billy Piper's life at the time? Maybe, know, was, maybe there was. Just like... married Lawrence cunt. Well, hang on. Firstly, context: you're not just now saying she married me and I'm a cunt. No, the... there's a terrible man. <laughs> there's a terrible man who wanted to be mayor of London um... and fell hilariously short of. <laughs> yeah, and didn't he lose to a YouTuber or something? I think he lost to two YouTubers. Oh, really? Which is even funnier. Yeah, <laughs> wow, that's twice that's as funny. <laughs> it's twice as funny. <laughs> I know a YouTuber didn't become mayor of London. Sadiq still won, but like, yeah. But the, the YouTubers got more of the vote than he did. I think they absolutely did, and he's. Yeah. It, it's very funny to watch him now. I have him muted because there was a time where he just became too irritating and constant. Yeah. And people were quote tweeting him and everything every day. But it's very funny. Just it. it he is now the pinnacle of a divorced man. Yeah, he's so divorced. Of just, he's just absolutely terrified that the world is leaving him behind. Yeah. <laughs> like... <coughs> anyway, yeah, I don't, I don't know with the lisp. I don't. Maybe. Yeah. Some. Maybe she was like. I don't know, she. She's a singer as well, Billy Piper. Maybe there was some vocal problems going on at that point. She wasn't singing at this. Singing was very much before Doctor Who. Yeah, but she's probably still. Why are you got to play that song so loud? Because you want to. Because we want to. It's a bop, man. I like it's it. a bop. Yeah, they should have had it as the season five, uh, season one uh, opening theme song. Um, <laughs> That's how the show should have. They should have just opened with the music video, and, <laughs> and then just never elaborated. <laughs> and then it, it, I'm picturing the Russellism shot of you know Earth as a planet, and then you go and zoom straight into London, and Billy Piper's just there performing. I'm pretty sure in that music video, maybe I'm getting this confused or something, but I'm pretty sure she like dances with an alien or something in that music video. I think you're right, yeah. Yeah, I have a strange memory of that, but I might be thinking about something else. But You might be thinking yeah. of that, that funny TikTok that blew up about that, you know, like, life, it'd never die, or whatever that song is. Oh, no, no, there's no alien in that. 
That's it not, I thought a... there was a little alien in that because the it's girl's a, a space girl from outer space. She's, oh, there's, there's, yeah, there's aliens in that music video. Yeah, but that's <laughs> could you be different. confusing I, that with Billy no, Piper? <laughs> no, I'm not confusing that with Billy Piper. I think in the Billy Piper video, or what I think is the Billy Piper, it's like a like a '90s CGI alien, like a. Okay, right, yeah. Yeah, like, not great, you know? Very green Martian with antennas and... I think it was blue. Okay. Maybe I'm thinking of the I'm Blue WDWDI video. I don't know. You might be thinking of Doctor Who. She is near I could be, she, You know what? I might be thinking of Doctor Who. Who knows? <laughs> uh, or was that her addition to Doctor Who? She's like, look, me yeah. near aliens. This works. Tell you what, have you listened to the... The Billy Piper episode of uh, David Tennant does a podcast. I think I have because it rings a bell, but not for a good couple of years. You should listen to it again. It's, it's very interesting because she talks about like how she got started, like with um, music. Oh, I and, have because she was with stuff. she was with Chris Evans. The she was with Chris guy. Evans. Yeah, yeah, who was quite a bit older than her. I think <laughs> um, yeah. that was like but, a public discourse thing, wasn't it? Yeah, were saying, "Whoa, what's he doing?" Going around with girls half his age, yeah. Yeah. But then again, um, David Tennant and Georgia Tennant, there's quite an age gap between them. She was, That's true, yeah. I think she was about 24 when they met, and he was like almost 40. Yeah, late 30s at least. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's I'm not here they're cute. <laughs> no, they're, they're a beautiful couple, though. If, if, if they... I don't even know what I'm saying, but they're lovely. And they're, like allowed. they're allowed. They're allowed to love parents. each other and leave them alone. They're my parents, and I love them. Okay, oh, yeah. <laughs> I want them to adopt me, a thirty-year-old man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a man who is older than Georgia was when she met David. Tennant. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, she's only nine years older than me. <laughs> adopt me, Georgia Tennant. <laughs> Georgia, please adopt me. <laughs> it's me, your thirty-year-old son. <laughs> anyway, the doctor's dead. Rosa's got a lisp. Um, and she, then she some, Batman's out of the scene. She does. She's like, "Fuck, I'm out, boy." She Naruto runs away. <laughs> um, she doesn't Naruto run, um, but she's off. She's just like, uh, she's well. Donna's got something on her back, but she can't see it. Yeah, and, um, she's getting well fucked off with all of her mates. Keep looking at. She her. is. Everyone's like, "You got something on your back?" And she's like, "What?" And she, then they're like, "Don't worry about it." And, no Neris. Um, I thought we might get a Neris. No Neris. Yeah, we. Yeah. I think we only seen Neris. No, we seen Neris twice. We see her in. The Runaway Bride, which we've mm. seen already, and we see her again in an episode to come, let's say. Um, yes. But which one? Ooh. Who knows? <laughs> which of the you know, two coming up? Could it and be? then maybe she'll get mentioned like 15 years later. Who knows? Um, <laughs> now, now we move on to one of my favorite parts of the episode, which is Donna okay. the Office Menace. Beatrice. I love this so much. <laughs> Why do you love this? This is just Donna. This is primo Donna. Like, so she's been sacked. Basically. She she gets the sack, and for yeah. a very understandable reason, right? The world. Well, look, uh, if you're look. running a small business, yes, and then someone, you know, then then the Thames get shut down, which is how you do most of your trade. Yeah, the first person to go is going to be the person that writes your emails, isn't it? Yeah, I was. It's not nice though. Still. No, it's it's not a good thing to do. Being made redundant is not a laughing matter. But I, but like I, I, it look as 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 far as firings go, she's not been accused of anything. It's just a simple case, and no. he's like, you and must see where like, I'm coming from. 
Yeah, but then she's like, fucking, I'm going to tell them you wandering hands and all this. Stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she like, just starts going off. Donna, you are a menace. But... And then one of my favourite lines of the whole episode is fucking, is along the lines of like, um, fire Cliff. He, he sits around and does nothing all day. Sorry, Cliff. No, hang on. Not sorry, Cliff. What do you do all day? And he's just like in the background, like on his phone or something. And he's, he's, like... he's twiddling with um, paper clips. <laughs> yeah, well, there we go. Yeah, Fire Cliff. Yeah, I mean, Fire Cliff. Come on. Yeah. Fire um, Anne Marie. She's had her hands in the kitty. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And she was fuming at that. She was she like, was oh, I've yeah. been proper rumbled. But, like, while Donna's getting sacked, yeah. uh, in the background, uh, Martha's happening. Martha is happening. Yeah. So, Royal Hope Hospital. Obviously, the doctor's not around. Um, but the Jadoon still kidnapped the hospital. Mm. Um, and because the doctor's not around, it's all gone to shit, basically. Mm. I think this yeah. this episode, like, in a nutshell, could be... I know, I don't think any of them actually were put on the weirdo list. Yeah. But, like, this could be, like, a, a Hall of Fame weirdos contender, right? Like, because there's okay. just a bunch of side characters from episodes was, I think returning. your... The Greyhound 15 was on your... Was he your weirdo? He was a weirdo. Yeah, he, yeah. he was at least one of the weirdos. Was he the doctor guy? You one of your weirdos as well? No, I, th- I think we spoke about him because we liked. That we he did was speak a brave about boy. him. He was a he was a good guy. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, he definitely wasn't my weirdo. I can't remember who was, but it definitely wasn't him. It might have been the doctor for doing that weird genetic transfer on Martha. Maybe. Don't do your impression. Um, that <laughs> no, <laughs> Lawrence. We don't have time. <laughs> no. All right. No, but my, Oh, Go on. oh, I was just going to say Martha dies because you mm. know she she gives it her all, bless her. That that doctor can easily only survive her. Okay, yeah, brave like, boy, not so brave as it turns out. Happy well, to take the last oxygen canister, is he? Well, I just think that says more about our Queen Martha, to be honest. Really. I agree, but if it was me, I'd we'd both die because I'd be trying to say Martha, please. I'd say you were Martha, the season three queen. companion. Yeah, say Martha, you are my queen, please. <laughs> and she's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. But right, this this takes us back to the what if concept of the episode though, because I like that they what can if? just be like, "Hey, Martha's dead." Yeah, and you're yeah. like, "Oh, what? hang on, what?" <laughs> it makes sense though. Like, yeah, of course you would be. But then we also get the little tidbit that Sarah Jane was there instead. I like that. Yeah. So Sarah Jane was there, but I guess she's dead. But also, this seems grim. Also, are those band of children she hangs out with? <laughs> so are Luke, Clyde, and I think it was Maria at this point. I, I, think I don't Ronnie think was they there. confirmed Luke was there. I think it was just Clyde and Maria that were there. Did they not say? I thought they said Luke, Clyde, and and Maria, who also who are also thought to have perished. Oh, here, here's the thing. Maybe they didn't have an official record for Luke because he is a child of milk goo and not they... in fact a real boy. <laughs> He's, he's the child of that drink or whatever, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, they, they made but... they made a fizzy pop, and the fizzy pop <laughs> aliens made a drink. Yeah, he's the, he's a son of a soda pop. I'm a fizzy pop boy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we're gonna get to Sarah Jane Adventures one day, um, and we're gonna have so much fucking fun. I haven't seen most of it, so I'm you know excited. What? It's like I've seen a, I think I've seen like <clears throat> three seasons, and it's yeah. it's it's good stuff. Yeah. Like and and by good stuff I mean so much of it is just terribly stupid. But yeah, it's good stuff. 
Um, I'm excited. Actually, more on Sarah Jane, firstly right now, and then a little bit later <laughs> as well. All right, um, yeah. But anyway, all those kids are dead, so that's fun. The kids are dead, and here's yeah. here's what happened, I think, if I piece together the parts. Oh, all right. Yeah. Um, so Sarah Jane was there too. Now, if you remember in Smith & Jones, the doctor used his sonic to stop the MRI machine something, right? Yes. And but as the we sonic know, blew up. Oh, Okay. Uh, well, a uh, uh, bit of context, as we know, Sarah Jane has her own Sonic in mm-hmm. the form of lipstick because she is a woman. <laughs> and she needs a Sonic <laughs> lipstick. Yeah, never leave home without it. Women don't use screwdrivers. <laughs> no! You can't give a woman a screwdriver, that's ridiculous! She's got to have a nice, sexy Sonic lipstick. <laughs> Little peek behind the curtain, right? We speak often about how um, I had um, I had a love for Doctor Who handheld props. Oh, yeah. You better believe I had this lipstick. It wasn't in your little bucket at Christmas, though, was it? No, it wasn't. And I, d- I yeah. hoped I had it. You know, I did show you the Sarah Jane scanner I had. Yeah. Um, and amongst that... Uh, oh, here's another fun story. Um, my nan, who is now dearly departed, no longer with us, RIP. Rest right. in peace to a true queen. Indeed. Um, I had Sarah Jane's flip-up watch. I don't know if you know this. I don't even know what that is. So Sarah Jane has a watch, and she flips it up, and it's basically like a mini Mr. Smith in a watch. Okay, right? yeah. It's basically Mr. worse Smith than an Apple, Apple watch. watch. Yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but anyway, one time I thought it was really funny, because my nan was, my nan is, she was like an old nan. She never really touched a computer, was... The internet was completely foreign to her. She had no clue what was going on with that. Side note, there's a trend on TikTok at the moment of like people playing GTA 5 and convincing their nans it's the news. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's so funny. You see, like, old ladies watching, like, clips of cars just mowing people down. They're like, oh, my goodness. (laughs) It's so funny. That's very good. I know. Anyway, go on. Sounds like a, sounds like the worst episode of Old People React to. <laughs> I don't know what that is, but yeah. Oh, that's that fine bros thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, so anyway, uh, there was one Christmas where I had this. I, I got this watch for Christmas. Right, it was one of yeah. my one of my little prop toys that I got. Um, and I just was sat in a quiet moment with my nan, and I just for no reason, I just went. I want to fucking convince my nan this is a real fucking thing. <laughs> and I was like, nan, look at this. And she was like, what's this? And I flipped up the watch and I was like, it's got all these gadgets. And she was like, what do they do? And I was like, I can scan stuff. And what she does that was even like, mean? And, <laughs> yeah, no, it doesn't mean anything, but it meant enough to confuse her. And she was like, she did that, you know, that thing that mm. old people do where they shake their head and go, technology has gone too far, <laughs> far these days. These days yeah. 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 I can't keep up with all this. <laughs> um, and, and then I just, yeah. Never told her that it was bollocks. <laughs> so, so yeah, cool. She, she went to the grave believing that. She was there on her <laughs> deathbed talking about your little scanner. Why isn't Lawrence here to use his scanner to help? Lawrence, I don't know why I'm doing it. Like, she, she's Irish, isn't she? No, no, Irish is on uh, my mum's side. Oh, that's on the other side. Oh, this is yeah. Keith's mum. Rest in peace to a true queen. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Anyway, yeah, lovely. Um. So Sarah Jane was there. Uh, much in the same way that the doctor used his sonic to try and stop the MRI, yes. I'd imagine Sarah Jane would have done the same thing. So we can assume yeah. Sarah Jane's lipstick would have broken. Yeah. Now, this is where Sarah Jane died, because if you remember, the doctor absorbed radiation, but then put it all into Ooh. his stinky red converse. But would Sarah Jane do that, though? No, cause she because she can't. Exactly. But like the doctor knows he can absorb it. So mm. what does Sarah Jane do in that situation? 
She, well, she's powerless, so I think she just has to take the L. Does she have K9 with her? Well, no, K9 is <laughs> forever in a black hole safe. <laughs> he's, in a, he's in a black hole in the cupboard or whatever. <laughs> he's he's in the cupboard that when you open it up, is a green sheet in it <laughs> so that they can put K9 and galaxy.png on it. I just love that shot of them opening the fucking cupboard and it's just K9 in like a black hole or something. <laughs> Oh, my favourite thing about it is how the canine blew up in school reunion and then he was brought yeah. back and Sarah Jane was like thank god my dog is here I'm going to take him on a walk in the- we spoke about this she takes him on an actual yeah. walk in a park where there's real dogs <laughs> that are like what the fuck is this <laughs> anyway Sarah Jane gets home and then promptly goes black hole puts him in a canine. cupboard <laughs> get in the fucking cupboard and stay there for the rest of the oh. show He's too powerful. You could take him he anywhere. He's too powerful. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Get in the cupboard. <laughs> Get in the cupboard. Yeah. Um, uh, all right. Yeah. So anyway, uh, so Sarah dies, obviously, and the kids. Um, Sylvia, Donna, and Wilf are, like, watching this on the news and stuff. And Sylvia's given up on Donna, which I think is a bit harsh, really. It's very harsh. And I think... She, she, she just off the hand says, like, to be honest, Donna... I've given up on you. And I'm like, oh. See, right. I think they're intentionally doing this, right? Because <clears throat> th- this is one of like maybe three or even four moments we get an extremely downtrodden Sylvia. Yeah. And I think at the start of the episode, before any of this even goes wrong, before we even get the Ragnos blowing up. Yeah. Right. She just says, you know, I'm just tired, Donna, you know, with your father and everything else. Yeah. Jeff's on his way out at this point, clearly. Yeah. And I just yeah. and I just think that this is like, this is an interesting look into a, a dynamic that we haven't had a chance to flesh out because Donna's not been around. She's been far less earthbound than previous companions have been mm-hmm. um, on her adventures. And I and I quite like that Sylvia gets this episode to have almost like a mini full circle arc yeah. that just explores that like she's not always disapproving and grumpy but she's she's bad at expressing emotions and also she's just fucking run down like and this yeah. episode then doesn't alleviate that pain by making her a refugee and everything else <laughs> <No>. <laughs> like... yeah. it's it's she's not she's not dealt a good hand really no, yeah during this episode but i i do think like not to spoil sylvie's arc but I, there are you know a later point there are words said to her which i think isn't needed to be said and mm. and i think there's things that need to change but that's all i'll say for now um uh but uh here's something weird um donna says she'll go and get them more chips with the last of her wages she was sacked today <laughs> what <laughs> What the fuck has she been spending her money on? <laughs> First of all, I don't think she's paying rent because she's living with her mum. Um, so nah, like, Sylvia's billing. Sylvia's oh, absolutely yeah, but even, charging. Yeah, but you know, you, if your parents are charging your board, it's like fucking yeah. a couple of hundred. It's not like a full-on fucking rent like prices, is it? Like, That's true, yeah, that is true. But, Although I wouldn't but, put it past <laughs> Sylvia to be like, a three-way equal split at this point. <laughs> Well, I, I don't think that would be fair, even so. But <laughs> It'd be like, fair if one of them wasn't on minimum wage and the other wasn't retired. <laughs> but also, what's she doing, man? She got sacked today. How is she on the last of her wages for this £10 for the chippy tea or whatever? Yeah, I don't. Maybe, or maybe she's keeping some back. 
Maybe she's like... This well, is she says last of her one. wages. Yeah, but she says that to Sylvia. And if if, oh, I, if, if you've got any sense about you, you're not disclosing yeah. confidential financial records to Sylvia. No. Because she's going to... She, you know, if Donna starts... Donna lost her job. So in her eyes, Donna's <laughs> going to be freeloading again. Like when you get a bit of birthday money and your mum's like, I'll keep that safe for you. I'm like, no, you fucking will Yeah, not. you get the fuck off. I've got a money box. Yeah. And then you ask for it and she's like, well, what about all the times I bought you this and that? I'm like, great, okay. It's so not your birthday, mum. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I'll get you the chippy tea and then that's your lot, all right? Don't get any more out of me. Um, uh, yeah, so definitely a bleak <clears throat> Sylvia moment. Um, and yeah. this, it leads on to then Rose teleporting in. Donna does go out to get the chips. Yeah. Um and then she kind of I think is this where the uh, is is this where the No, they they're not shooting at the Atmos shit yet, are they? No, no, no. This is like yeah. no. This is just Rose running out of an alleyway. And um yes. Yeah, and she's she's a bit more grown up and mature, I think this version of Rose definitely than mm. the Rose we knew in series 1 and 2. And she's almost a little bit doctor like. I think there's a there's, a, there's something about her where she's like just a little bit more confident and sure of herself, really. Yeah, I think like, I, this is jumping ahead a tiny bit, but just to on your point, like I, I wrote down that there's there's a teeny tiny bit of confident arrogance in her. Yeah, that is very ten, and there's like, um, she's even like taking some of his mannerisms that she word vomits. She says things like casual nexus. Yeah, like she doesn't know what that means. I don't know what that means. The doctor probably didn't know what that meant. No, Russell doesn't know what it means. Exactly. Um, she tells the guy not to salute. Uh, or she tells she tells the woman that salutes she to tells her. The she woman. goes, don't salute. Captain McGumbo, yeah. Um, and then also you get... <clears throat> there's another little moment where Donna goes, well, you'll be waiting like a long bloody time. And she goes, well, not really, just three weeks. Anyway, how's your granddad? Yeah. yeah. And that's very, very tenth, Doctor. Yeah, that is very ten. Yeah, she's definitely got that cockiness and that little bit of... Tenth Doctor arrogance, really. She's definitely mm. imitating him a little bit, which I, I think makes sense. If she's like suddenly like finds herself taking on this role, jumping between universes, time traveling, and, and, and doing this all on her own, who does she know who's good at this and who's confident? Why not take on a bit of that personality just as yeah. a bit of you know, just a bit of bit of confidence, really? And and I think it's in spite of herself as well. I don't think she knows. Like, because we, we, back in season two, we get those moments where Jackie's like, you're a different person. I don't even recognize you anymore. You even um, look like him. Yeah, exactly. She says she says all those things. And I just think it's, Rose, is inf- Rose was always infatuated with him. Yeah. And I think in spite of herself, she's just taken on parts of his mannerisms, especially when she's like, you know, this is the doctor's bread and butter. He's in an impossible situation, jumping about galaxies and trying to figure out a time machine <laughs> situation. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah if not now then mm. then when um when indeed yeah yeah uh she wants donna <clears throat> to get out this is i found this quite eerie this and kind of props okay. to billy piper for playing it like this um she was like you know that first prize you know luxury getaway out of london and then she just kind of stares donna down and she's like use it yeah and i'm just like oof. <clears throat> she's been a bit less like um she's not hiding as much is she? Mm. She's like, yeah, I know about you. I'm yeah. a weird, mysterious ghost lady, and more of it. And yeah, and I like that they kind of get more and more. <laughs> the bravado drops as yeah. like there's like four separate meetings, and by the fourth mm. one, Donna's like, "You're right." Yeah, <laughs> she's like, <laughs> "Yeah, it's me it, yeah. again." <laughs> it's you again. 
Um, I do like those those moments <clears throat> though, where like sometimes you'd rather inconvenience yourself a little bit and just not yeah. take a chance, like use it get out. Like the other day, uh, I was on a tube, right? And there was you was on a tube. I was on a tube. Yeah, you don't live in London. I know, but I was in London over Christmas. Oh yes, of course Christmas. you was. Yes, um, six. Yeah, and me and my wife were sat there. How was it? Huh? How was six? Oh, it was very good. Very, very yeah. good. Yeah, I didn't um, see it. We saw, um, we saw my wife's favorite version of one of the characters, who is a big TikTok sensation. I've seen her. She's that girl who's always dancing in Tesco, isn't she? Yes, I think she was known yeah. for being a Tesco worker, and then her her dreams came true. And she's lovely. We met her after at stage door. Um, yeah, yeah, very nice. A great show. Really good show. Very good show. I yeah. I haven't seen it, but I've I've listened to the album quite a lot. It's very good. I came out I came out of it and you know when you just have that feeling where you're like, I love people just knocking the roof off something. I love it when I love watching more, the best of like the a, best do their thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's more like a concert than a show, isn't it? Yeah, but I was also pleasantly yeah. surprised that there are there's comedy in it, there's back and forth. Oh, yeah. There's yeah, yeah, it's 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 like Back a house to the house of Hopine. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah, go on. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, go and watch that show if you haven't seen the show. It's a good show. Very good show. Um cool. cool. But yeah, anyway, so um, but like <clears throat> we were on a tune <clears throat> and there was these three shifty guys. Oh yeah. And I Bumps mean no shifty. Wheeling and dealing. No, I don't even know what they were doing, right? But they were all <clears throat> They all just seemed very concerned with where this train was and what this <clears> train was doing. <throat> right. And just out of, like, I don't even know how this happened. We both turned to each other and we were like, should we get off? And we just, <clears throat> and it wasn't our stop. We were one stop away and we just got off and nothing came of it. Nothing happened. These were probably just three people that had had a few drinks. Yeah. But sometimes you get those moments in life where you just go, this feels wrong. And I, and I don't want to be here. <laughs> do, you, do you never have that I mean, with this sinking I, I, feeling in you? I, no, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about, but I feel like that's that's someone who hasn't lived in London for a while because I feel like <laughs> I feel like when you lived in London for a while, you, if you look over and you see some sheep, you're like fucking whatever, man. Like yeah. you know, you can you you can there can be someone dancing naked on the tube, and you will just be like. Whatever, man. Just not no, but, even. But consider that this was like two p.m. This was this wasn't prime time on the tube where you get a bunch of weird shit. And it wasn't normal weird I w- shit. I wouldn't know if it was like two a.m. Then I'd be more inclined to be like, <laughs> well, I don't know. But like yeah. two p.m., I'm like, I'm not paying attention to this. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, <laughs> I've got better things to do. Yeah, I'll listen to six in my headphones. <laughs> exactly. Um. Right. So anyway. Uh, yeah, I like that. They get out. Um, so they win the raffle. Yes, they win the raffle and off they go to a luxury getaway. Wilf has been stuck with the sofa. Uh, well, uh, once again, uh, wizards, do they know it's Christmas? Not do they know it's Christmas? Uh, wish it could be Christmas every day. Yeah. Is playing in the car as they go. Literally no reason for it to be playing <laughs> other than to establish that it is Christmas. That's literally the only reason it is playing. <laughs> My, my wife went is this the christmas special and i and yeah. i went no but it's doing the christmas special she went what and i went don't yeah. worry about it don't worry <laughs> about it it's too much yeah, <laughs> yeah. um but they're here and, and look what why are they giving wealth so this is outrageous <laughs> this to me. is elder abuse and 
poor man is in his 80s or whatever, and they're making him sleep on that tiny sofa. That's disgusting, I think. It's bang out of order. And I understand that maybe the two girls were like, let's share a bed. Right. Yeah, but but like but even Wilf so. isn't the creepy granddad, is he? Just no. Wall of pillows. You'll be fine. Yeah. Oh, he's your granddad. He's like, he's a lovely bloke, man. I'd cuddle up to him. Yeah, I, but knowing know, Wilf, knowing Wilf, he was probably like you two take the bed. No, not having the women sleep yeah. on the sofa. No, no, I'll be right. I'll be on the sofa. You stay on that bed, sweetheart. <laughs> he probably was knowing him. Yeah, but still, I wouldn't have it. Not, no, I wouldn't absolutely have it either. Not. I'd knock um, him out and put him on the bed. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I'd sleep him. Uh, but anyway, Lawrence, the, the reason Rose was so insistent on them taking this little country break is because, of course, she knows that uh, the Titanic itself <laughs> is going to take out London. I'm pretty sure in that episode they said it would destroy the entire world, but in this yeah. case it's just London, so that's all right. It's convenient. Yeah, it's I, convenient, I will say. But- but maybe, you know, maybe they got it wrong. Maybe it wasn't as powerful as they thought. Who knows? It's, yeah. And also, like, does that technically work? Because didn't, like, because Midshipman Frame would still have been there. Mid, Yeah, but there was, but without the Doctor, then, like, mm. what's he, he's just, he's just stuck there, isn't he? It's like, bloody hell, this sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, yeah, he can't do much, really. Yeah. So you, so and also now I'd like to revisit uh, an opinion you had in Voyage of the Damned. Okay. Um, Cuz now you get to see your hero the captain and his plan fulfilled. Um you Wait, know what? You, you know how you told me the captain was a great guy and you respected all the choices he made and you think he didn't do anything wrong? Did I? <laughs> we had like a 20 minute blown argument about the fact that you were like, "Hey, he's not a bad oh, guy." Oh no, 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 I remember. Yeah, he's not he's not like a wholly evil person, is he? He's not like, oh, I, I, I'm going to blow this up because I hate you all and, and all this sort of stuff, you know? No, he's, but he is doing it not... for someone that is doing that. But he's doing it for to give his family money. He's... he's it doesn't I was make he's... it better, Nate. No, no, but he can't... I only rob that bank to make money. Hey, rob banks all oh, day yeah. long. That's true. Crack yeah. on. It's in short. Yeah. No one cares. Yeah, we're, we are of the people. It's <laughs> not the not the capitalist pigs. Okay, my mistake. Yeah. Yes. Um, no. Look, I I know it's bad, and I know a lot of people died, and absolutely that is that is never okay. That is never okay. All mm-hmm. right. But all I'm saying is, my only point is, the captain is not. A whole, a wholly villainous character. He's not someone who wants to kill people, and yeah. he wants to do this because he is evil, and he gets some sort of sick, uh, you know, pleasure from it or anything like that. He's doing it because he sees it as his only option. Yeah, it's there, a last shades resort. Of gray. There is like a hundred percent. Yeah, and I think that makes it more interesting as a character. And I won't apologize for that. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm not on trial here. Um. Did you notice that the news footage was just from the show Doctor Who? Of course I did, yeah. <laughs> it was just the clip from the episode. But they I, put a little BBC News lower third over it or whatever. And and is that the real guy? Is that the real news person? The guy from well, London? Pro- yeah, they often get actual reporters on. Yeah, mm. I and do of like course, the, one, this... which we'll talk about later. Yeah, oh, oh, we will. Yeah. <laughs> um, I... Possibly one of the funniest cuts of Doctor Who. Oh, one part. of the best cuts. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a good cut. I paused because we I was laughing too hard. 
It's so good. <laughs> yeah. Um I no, but I, I also like that that newscaster is like hmm. <laughs> he's almost lost for words because he's like yeah. this is not a hoax. I'm <laughs> yeah. not making this up. The Titanic <laughs> is falling on London. <laughs> Even Don is like was that a film or something? <laughs> yeah. And then and then I love that no one responds to her. And she goes, like a sequel? <laughs> yes, this is what James Cameron envisioned for Titanic 2. Um, it makes sense. Just a big spaceship dropping on Buckingham Palace. Uh, no, it's great. It's good stuff. I it like is. it. Um, so we see the big explosion like from a distance. Um, and then like everyone gathers outside. Well, before um, that, sorry, someone, a cleaner does come in and notice Donna's back. Yeah, she does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and she'll come back, and sh- and she'll will she? In a later segment, absolutely. Oh no, <laughs> will she? Wait, what? What's the problem? Is she, is, okay, because maybe she'll come back in a later segment for me as well. Oh, then we can have the same one. <laughs> she does something incredibly weird. She does. She does. And I think we've all right. So clearly, we're in sync this week. <laughs> Um, what if we were in sync? <laughs> what if indeed? Um, so they get uh, relocated to mm-hmm. Leeds. Yeah. Big up Big the north. Stamp. <laughs> Leeds. Leeds. I'm not going to Leeds. <laughs> yeah. Having my my home areas done dirty this week. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I'm I'm not from Leeds, but I lived. I I went to Leeds a lot growing up because I lived I grew up in a, a town which was like like Leeds was our nearest like big city sort yeah. of thing so like we'd go there like for weekends and shopping and stuff and stuff like that so like and here it is depicted as like yeah. where where fucking where the human spirit goes to die yeah. <laughs> and they just pick like first of all it was almost certainly shot in Cardiff but yeah. they just pick like the the worst looking council estate they can. They litter it with bin bags and everything like that. And they're just like, welcome to Leeds, the place where hope goes to die and all this sort of stuff. I tell you what, I do about this part in the in the episode. Um, this is one of the most interesting parts of it for me. Because um, yeah. I like that, um, you know, this has been an episode of, it's about the fallout, right? I know there's enjoyment to be had in seeing what what if the Titanic crashed? What if the Ragnos, um ship killed the Doctor and everything else? Yeah. Um, I like all of that, and I understand, you know, as as the fan in me, you know, I, I, I hate the term when people say, like, oh, it's just fan service. I'm a fan, and I've been serviced, and I like that, right? Yeah. Like, I enjoyed those moments. But what I do like is where it... The whole point of this setup um, is what does the world look like without when these terrible things happen? And this is, this feels really lived in this refugee part. This feels very fleshed yeah. out and very bleak, but also it really does. Yeah. Yeah. But, but also there's this kind of, it's also maybe the most heartwarming part of the episode, like seeing the unshakable human spirit to a degree. I mean, up until a point and then it's just grim again. Yeah. But that's, that's <laughs> but Russell, yeah. isn't it? I'll flip, I'll flip you and then fucking crush you. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. So they're like, the 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 whole south of England is just like flooded with radiation. It's unlivable, basically. So like they've had to move everyone to the north, and because of that, we've got like three to four ha- families in a house and and like a two bedroom house. You know, it's really yeah. not that much room at all. So they get in there, they meet a lovely Italian man who's like, "Hey, welcome! It's a many people's house." And they're like, and then Donna hey. calls him Mussolini. 
Yeah. It's always nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they're like, oh, we, we live in this room. You know, they live upstairs. You you get the kitchen or whatever. You got a fridge, you keep cool. You got the cooker, you keep warm. Can't I do like that he's that. like, my mum is the back room. She's old. You forgive. <laughs> like, Hold on. How old? Because we got Wilf. Right? Yeah. And, oh, no, but Wilf's camping on so... Right. This is what I like about this. Mm. These two... I don't know this character, right? This uh, I, I, Is he given a name? Because Donna just calls him Mussolini is, as a joke. He is given a name. Uh, he says it at one point. It's Rocco Colasanto. Rocco... So Rocco first name. Rocco first name, yeah. Okay, yeah. So I like... I don't know if the episode is telling me this, but maybe it's maybe it's going for a men of the house thing. Right. Yeah, but it, it does somewhat feel like these uh, Rocco and Wilf are. I know Wilf is, but like military men. Definitely, you you definitely get that vibe because yeah. like when the when the soldiers start shooting and that type of stuff, they they're both very quick to to you know settle everyone down and they'll go out and take a look and and like yeah. when he points the gun at Donna, they're both like, "Hey, you call yourself a soldier, you silly yeah. boy!" And they've got and like, at one the, point the he World even War calls old values. Uh, definitely, definitely, yeah. And he even calls Wilf his his capitan, his uh, Wilf, my yes. capitan. Um, so yeah, definitely get a sense like they're both ex-military and both you know, veterans sort of stuff. Yeah. So, and it's it's so good to like, I don't know, it's little things that we spoke about how Sylvia has been kind of downtrodden and 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 really depressed, and then yeah, you, you typically in these scenarios, you know, like they're having a sing song in the living room, banging yeah. on pans and stuff, and Donna goes, "I'm gonna bloody kill him." Yeah, and then runs in, and then it's kind of like inspired Wilf's both there. of themselves. They're like, "All right, this is a bit fun, isn't it?" <laughs> yeah, Wilf always loved a sea shanty. He does, yeah. Who doesn't among us love a sea shanty? Do you remember know. when Doctor Who did a sea shanty? Did it? Yeah. Oh, there was. Um, do you remember the guy who did that Wellerman song on TikTok, and he like yes. blew the fuck up? Um, he BBC like clearly went, "Yeah, we'll pay you and do one for Doctor Who." Um, I didn't know this. Yeah, hold on, I'll find it for you now. It must have been somewhat like late Capaldi Whitaker era. No, oh yeah, it was uh, for Legends of the Sea Devils, so very late Whitaker era. Oh okay, yeah. Um, which makes sense because that's kind of a pirate themed episode sort of thing. There once was a ship. I'll tell you this: the name of the ship was the Tardis. When trouble blew up, they didn't get down or below. You bully boys blow. <laughs> Soon may the Doctor come to bring us danger, adventure. Then some one day, when the saving is done, she'll take her leave and go. So there is a secret we can't keep. They're coming back, the devils of the deep. Where have they been? Maybe asleep very soon, you will know. Soon may the doctor come to bring us danger, adventure, then some. One day when the saving is done, she'll take her leave and go. Yeah, there you go. I, I don't have much of that. For that. <laughs> <laughs> just... No, you know when, you know when like someone it, that's just another song isn't it like when you said like are oh, they made a sea shanty for doc 2 i was expecting oh, they, a brand they, new sea shanty no they took an existing sea shanty and changed the lyrics yeah which feels like i could have done that <laughs> you couldn't i couldn't have recorded it and sung it that nice but i definitely could have wrote that <laughs> nathan they changed a couple of words in a very no, established I, I rhythm <laughs> I know, but my 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 issue is that you could have done it. Oh, I see. Yeah. Yes, you have your thing against me. Yeah. Famously, <laughs> Nathan right wanted to write my own proposal. Um. <laughs> I still think I should have. <laughs> I right, look, it worked. All right, we're married. Well, yeah, but you could have been 
better married if I do it. You had a very heartwarming speech at the wedding, to be fair. I did, it was beautiful. It, it tugged the on house heartstrings. Down. It, you Not know what, it tugged on heartstrings and many people came up to me and was like, that was a lovely speech. Many people came up to me and were like, oh, that was a really good speech. I'm like, thank you. I'm here <laughs> all night. Not me, though. I'd have probably gone, shut up. <laughs> Ugh, feelings. Yours. <laughs> I'll tell you who had the... No, we don't have time for this, but your father-in-law had a great speech. He did have a great speech. Yeah. yeah. As did your brother, actually. Actually, your brother mentioned this podcast in his speech. He did. That's because he found <laughs> out about it like a couple of days prior. Like, <laughs> oh. But he's... You all right? Yeah, my dog made a noise, but it's, it's oh. okay. Hello, She's Rosie. fine. Um, but he like mentioned it as like a way to make fun of you. Like he uh, he does a Doctor Who podcast, so <laughs> which which was a funny joke. But then I got up to tell my speech, and then the first thing I said was, "It's a good podcast, by the way." So you want to listen to it. <laughs> I got a plug at the wedding. <laughs> I have a um, I have a video of all the speeches, like set four separate videos of all the speeches. Um, and in when when uh, my brother mentions the Doctor Who podcast in his speech, I can hear everyone laughs and you can hear you going, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's very funny. <laughs> and they're taking offense. Like, hey, oh, I'm catching crossfire. Rick. What's happening? <laughs> friendly fire, friendly fire. <laughs> uh. <laughs> um, anyway, um, should we talk about the funniest cut in Doctor Who history? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. All right. So, uh, so Wilf sets it up. He's like, uh, he's talking about how America uh, are going to send Britain fifty million in financial aid, and he says, "God bless America." Hard cuts to our queen Trinity <laughs> Wells. It's like crash zoomed in on her face it's as so well. So close. It's yeah. so close, and then it just goes. America is in crisis. <laughs> <laughs> it's so I'm, funny. <laughs> Sixty million dead from the adipose. Yeah, it, is well, Russell his... taking shots at the stereotyped? I think so. Weight <laughs> of America. Yeah. Well, I, here's the thing. Uh, so adipose happened in the US as opposed to the UK because the, the UK started with radiation. So obviously, yeah. they picked the US. Makes sense. Because <laughs> you know. disclaimer: we're both overweight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like it makes sense that that's what you'd pick out of all the countries you have left. And also, America's population is like four times the size of the UK. But uh, there's a stereotype, all right? There's a stereotype, yeah, stereotype and I think Russell is. might might be playing into that a little bit. You know, so. it's it's rather mean spirited of him. I don't know if it's mean spirited. I think it makes sense because. Given like all the first of all, America has a large population in terms of numbers. It has a large population. Okay, yeah, nice, nice, uh, nice distinction. And then, and then, uh, in terms of you know, we can say it's a, a you know a a um what's that word? We literally just said it. A um, oh, what's the fucking word I'm looking for? You, you, you're beckoning me like I don't I don't know the uh, the um when you. Ah, oh, my brain switch. When you you, you realize I'm not given that, much to go with. when you, when you say something that isn't true, but everyone thinks it is. Oh, uh, a, a stereotype. A stereotype. Fucking hell! Yeah. Thank you. Oh my god. Um, yeah, it's it's a bit of a stereotype, but when you look at the cold hard facts, I mean, yeah. you know, it's it's up there. So like, that's true. And, yeah, I guess. So it it makes sense that this is the country the adipose would pick. Yeah, and um. Yeah. What's her name? Miss Foster. But also, she's rude. But anyway. also, and she is rude. But also, they're like showing footage of 
the adipose walking through America. And it's literally just the same shots from <laughs> the uh, walking through this very clearly British street. Not the taxi one, where the, <laughs> taxi, the taxi mows one down. They didn't show the taxi. But they're, they're clearly walking past this series of London houses and like... You know, like the London townhouses and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> they like walking, but I, I don't know where this is in America. This very British part of America is in crisis. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I, um, yeah. It, it, I, it, look, it's just an incredibly funny little cutaway. I just, yeah. it's such a good gag. Yeah, um, it is. And it leads on to I, what I think is some pretty, like, they're, you know, like say what you want about Russell, he does not care for subtlety, mm. right? He <laughs> very, very often when he wants to make a point, mm. he'll just outright put the scenario in place to make the point. Yeah. Um, and that, you know, Donna and Sylvia are kind of laying, you know, head to head in bed. Um, yeah. Both of them, you know, one's in a corridor, one's in like a cupboard. Um, <laughs> no, but like of where their sleeping bags are like rolled out. It's very yeah. t- like hard for room. Um, and they're just talking about how, you know, like the people making decisions, they don't care. They're refugees. They haven't even got a vote. Yeah. Like, it's very, it's pretty grim. It's very grim. And I th- like, yeah, it's, it's not subtle, but it, it is still effective. I think. Mm, they're just getting that, that bleakness across of like, Oh, this really did rock the fucking world. Yeah. And then, um... Just, you know, Rose comes back, whatever. We Atmos is happening and Torchwood are taking out the, the Sun Siren ship. Whatever. Um but then like we get one of one of the most heartbreaking and stomach turning scenes in the episode where like, you know, the uh the Italian man uh, Rocco Consolato, I think his name was, they're like saying goodbye to Donna and Wilf and you know, he's saying, yeah. Oh, it's the new law, England for the English and you know, we're gonna go to the late just just that phrase, England for the English, made my stomach turn mm. hearing it. And you know, he's saying they gotta go to labour camps and he's putting on a brave face for Donna and he's like, Oh, it'll be a laugh, you know, we'll work, we'll have some fun and stuff but then yeah. like he gives Wilf a look and they like have like a knowing sort of exchange and stuff and it's it's awful it's it's so fucking horrendous and and it, it's not so but it doesn't need to be because it's no I mean, at the point i think the point the lack of subtlety here isn't like a comment on russell's writing it's meant to no, be this is so blatantly what has happened yeah 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 and fucking hell and the the abs- this is absolutely what would happen because fucking hell, we're not in a crisis like this at the moment, and they're still trying to make this shit happen. Yeah, because like fucking hell, this whole fucking government's retort, no matter how bad everything else is, cost of living, fucking everything else, it's always stop the boats. No one gives a shit about the fucking boats, mate. Mm. I can't pay my fucking rent. Yeah. All right, it's literally <laughs> so far on my list of things. <laughs> Firstly. Human beings trying to live doesn't bother me anyway, right? No. But, like, what I'd prefer the Prime Minister was focusing on is how f- how hard he has fucked the country. Yes. N- not other people, not the safety of children. Like, 100%. I just don't, I just don't get it. Like, I had, um, I had fucking Labour canvassing my door the other day, right? I had, I had a group of, like, a group of young people going out and asking mm. me, you know, the usual, like, Oh, this MP is moving to your local area, and they're you know they're in most areas. Labour is the most well suited, the most likely to take over the Conservative vote. 
mm. um, and to kind of close that gap. Um, and they laughed because they, they went, and how, lo- how likely would you be to vote Labour? And I went, well, I'm not voting for them. <laughs> As in, like, I'm not voting for the Tories. So yeah. if I want anything different, you know, and Labour's Labour. La- Labour is plastic Look, Tory at the minute anyway. Labour is red Tory at the minute. Yeah. But I'd rather red Tory than blue Tory. I, mean, I just can't keep seeing them win. I just can't, I can't stomach no. their smug little fucking faces. Look, I don't like Keir Starmer. I think he's an absolute fuckhead and, uh, and basically a Tory in disguise. Mm. But... I'm, at this point, I, we just need to change. I'm not going to be happy about it, but yeah. I will vote Labour. But I, I will vote Labour in hopes that they get Keir Starmer in and then he embarrasses himself so publicly that someone else has to take over. That is when I'll be fine with an unelected leader. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> and I understand there's hypocrisy there, but at least... Uh, right, maybe they'll have a better winning streak because every unelected fucking <laughs> prime minister <laughs> so far, we're we're batting straight fucking morons. God, anyway, that was political talk with uh, Nathan and Lawrence. So yeah. let us know if you like yeah. that. We'll, we'll do that. Or, or tell us <laughs> to stick to Doctor Who. Who knows? We could do that as well. Sorry um, to get political. Um, I just Bernard Cribbins. Uh, we've already touched on it a, a little bit, but Bernard Cribbins' uh, delivery of "It's happening again." Yeah, and that's what they called them Heart last breaking. time. Yeah, just. It's no wonder why this man was such like he's not even a companion, but he was such a fan favorite character. Yeah, Um, and it's he's just got the heart. He's just got so much earnestness to him, if that's a word. He's got such a beautiful soul about him. Yeah. Um. uh, The stars are going out. So Wilf and Donna are looking at the telescope. Um. The stars are going out, and that's when she like gets the kick in the balls to basically be like. All right, yeah, I'm ready. Let's let's see what you got. Let's yeah. let's go do the thing, and uh, and then off we go to Unit HQ. What a moment! Little sting um, by Murray. Yeah, little, little unit sting. Uh, we meet Captain McGumbo for the first time. We do, and we get um, you know, they 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 kind of bring Donna in, uh, and we get a little familiar sight fished from the bottom of the Thames. Uh, Tardis is the Tardis, but it's it's yeah. the depressed Tardis. It's got all the it's lights depressed. turned off. Tardis, yeah, it's all it's all wired up to this like hall of mirrors sort of thing, and yeah. then yeah, all the lights are off. It's like it's basically dying. Basically, Although... I like this concept because every now and again it is easy to forget that the Tardis <clears throat> is a living organic being. Yeah, and and when they make little changes like this with the lighting and like showing it, it's like a it's like a human being wired up to like fucking. What are those things called that like go inside you, like the drip tubes and stuff? Like, IV. Yeah, the IV tubes and stuff. It feels yeah. like that. It feels like the TARDIS is trying to get better in a way. Yeah, yeah. Um, still looks awful. I reckon. Nah, you're uh, so right. This is the most lived-in, tangible TARDIS. It's so gross, man. I don't. But I like love. It. I am not disputing that it's gross. I'm just saying it fits within the character. That first, 10 uh, and uh, first would of all, have a gross little TARDIS like this. First, I don't think it's the most lived-in TARDIS at all. I think it's it's just gross. It's not lived-in. I like that dirty. it's dusty and cheap and no, feels I like hate it, it can snap off. It, nothing even works on it. The brilliant. like, there's no. That's not brilliant. That's for your, brilliant for your main consoles, but you need to have parts that actually move and work. And it's literally only the lever by this point which works. Not that's why you little, don't get any wire tube thing. None of it works. No, it's all broken. It's all falling to pieces. Yeah, I hate it. I don't like it. 
It's a good TARDIS. I'm, I'm so glad we're we're almost at the end of this TARDIS's <laughs> life. I can't wait to see it burn. I'm going to cheer. I'm going to be standing up and cheering when it happens. Okay. Um, it took us. It took us a long, long time because Donna. Donna's introduction to the show. She just was yes. in the TARDIS, and she was like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. Yeah. True. But, but we finally get Catherine Tate. Catherine Tate finally gets a fair shot to do the walk around the outside to have a little she look did through it in, the door. She did it in the Runaway Bride. Did she? Yeah, yeah. When she, because she, she, yeah, because she like got transported into the TARDIS. But when they went back to London, they landed in London, and then she stepped out of the box, and then she like looked behind her, and was like, "Hold on a minute." Oh, so she did it in reverse. Yeah, and then she like had a little run around it and stuff. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. I forgot about that. Yeah, no. Which well, doesn't you want it for that episode, so you didn't watch it. I did watch it. I even gave you my thoughts on it, like the next day or yeah. next week or something. But you wasn't there for the episode, so you haven't done fifty-three episodes. You still got legs, Lawrence. I'd <laughs> say. So. <laughs> well, I'm just gonna fuck. One day, I'm just gonna not allow you to be part of one of these. Just so you that can't because can... <laughs> if I'm not a part of this, then it's it's. I, I don't, I don't even know have how you would them. do it. No, you don't. <laughs> I'd fall at the first hurdle. You wouldn't even be able to get started without me. <laughs> Imagine me doing like the hello and welcome. That feels wrong. Exactly. It does. Yeah. I'll give it a go. Though. Um, anyway, uh, the, so we learned that the bug thing that's on Donna's back, the big beetle thing, uh, it feeds off the energy of uh, changing someone's timeline. Um, yes. Which we already knew, but Donna knows that now. Um, and she's given a water to combat hydration, which is another brilliant <laughs> gag. <laughs> that is very funny, yeah. And this is to combat hydration. Very good. Very good. Very Indeed. good stuff. Um, I, don't know, I don't know if you got this kind of same feeling that I did, right? Mm. And, we, and often, Murray Gold's work on the show is often just so brilliant that it kind of goes unmentioned, like yeah because it's just expected that murray gold is going to be brilliant every time um because he normally is yeah um and i think in this you know the powering up of the circle sequence and yeah. the and the the murray gold uh, you know the you know when rose goes donna goes it's a time machine and rose goes yeah it's a time machine and murray gold yeah. is just scoring it in the background it's so good I can't say I took note of it. What what's the song that's playing? I, I don't know that this is the thing. I don't know any of the titles. I don't even know my favourite Murray Gold titles. I just know okay. that they're in the scenes that I like. Okay. Um but it's what's it... the, can you can you do it? Can you give me a rendition? No, I don't it's think it's not so. the it's not that one, is it? No, it's more like a but it's more like an uplifting upbeat one because it, it's <clears throat> It, all right, you might recognise this moment more when it when she goes. It's when Catherine Tate goes like, because you said I was going to die, but yeah, what like you meant moment. was everyone yeah, was yeah, going. Yeah. It's that song. It just builds into that moment. Oh, okay, right, yeah. yeah. I do like that moment where like she has the the uh, the air of hope about her, and mm. she's you know she's going to save the day, and she talks about like a better world taking this one's place, and then that like that oh, that hope is then kind of ripped away from her really by right before Rose. she just gets sent back in time to die yeah but i think it needs to be though i think like i think donna needs to go into that situation knowing the sacrifice that she needs to make though because otherwise would she do it I, d- I don't know i think i think she needs to go into it knowing that a sacrifice has to be made and 
And Catherine just smashes it in that scene again. She's so good. She's so brilliant. Like, genuinely, her performance in that, that moment, that subtle kind of build-up and... It, it's it's a slow you know it's one thing to for like as a, as an actor or a performer to like have a sudden shock but it's yeah. the sad realization you can see her eyes tick over as she starts to go oh i've got this wrong yeah it's oh, it's so moving and again like we've spoken about this before but just to touch on it again briefly like she's it is incredible that for as big of a name as she was in this era you can mm. look past the Catherine Tate of it and go like, "That's Donna. That's a companion. That's someone who exists in this world." Yeah, a hundred percent. And again, she's she's so good, and she is just like me for real because she would rather <laughs> throw herself in front of a van than run half a mile. So. <laughs> yes, <Yeah, it's> so true. <laughs> this this is I put a note down that says this is such a uniquely British show because there's no other show on telly, right? Past, present, or future. Yeah. That can have a massive cue, call to action, right? A massive musical crescendo beat. Yeah. After, I'm in Sutton Court! <laughs> <laughs> it just doesn't like no other show could pull it off. And what, what a just perfectly British sounding like street name <laughs> as well. It's just like, just so like... It's of course that's the place that exists. Like, uh, yeah. uh, like everyone knows that street. That's in every town in the country, mate. Like, it's like of give course. us give us your local pub. Is it a Queen's Head? Yeah, probably. Yeah, like probably, yeah. yeah. Everyone has a Sutton Court, and everyone's got a Queen's Head. It's just the rules. Um, uh, yeah, it's I love that. Though. Yeah, she just doesn't. I like in her mind that she's going to go and give herself a talking to yeah. until she then just traumatizes a truck driver. <laughs> like... Yeah. Oh, well. Sorry, though. It's for the it's for the bear of the universe. Yeah, exactly. Um, the truck driver ceases to be in a minute. Anyway. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, so she kills herself. Um, the universe gets reset. Um, and then Chantho is like, ah, what, what are, are you? you? What, what are you? Be? What will you become? Or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what will she be? That's a little bit of sizzle, I think. Mm, exactly. Who knows? Um, <laughs> I do. So do I. I've seen the episodes. <laughs> so then the doctor shows up. He pops his head in. He's had enough fucking whatever he's been doing, haggling with the locals or whatever. Eating and now bread. he's like eating his. He's not eating bread, he's drinking Guinness. <laughs> all right? And now he's showing up and like, all right, everything all right? How's it going? Yeah. Um, and then he's like, he says it's part of the Trickster's Brigade, this little. Ho, ho, or... ho. So remember I told you there were going to be two Sarah Jane references? Ah, okay. This okay. is the second. so you know you know more about the trickster than me. I don't really know about the trickster. The so trickster is his deal. I think he shows up twice in Stereo Adventures, and the first time he does is infinitely more interesting. Okay. The second one was kind of like isn't his... he? Isn't he behind the uh, the wedding where the doctor shows up? Yeah, that's the less interesting part. That's the doctor's in it. How can it be less interesting? Well, believe it or not, Nathan, <laughs> the show can stand on its own two feet. <laughs> Doesn't wear his beautiful blue suit in that episode as well. I think he might be, yeah. 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 Well, I don't know about beautiful. I know that there's a blue suit, so. Beautiful. Yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> we did suit talk earlier, right? It was when he was wearing his tuxedo to his death. He's not wearing a tuxedo. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, man. Get your eyes tested. I will. Uh, I actually did uh, less than six months ago, and I have 2020 vision. We do vision. not have time for this. <laughs> but I'm just telling you, I do. I can't stress how much we do not have time for this. Um, <laughs> all right. So, yeah, very quickly, um, I won't give away what happens <clears throat> in the episode, but there's 
uh, a premise of the episode is that the trickster enters um, a part of Sarah, a, a pivotal defining moment of Sarah Jane's childhood. And is it when she meets the doctor? No, no, way okay. before. Um, okay. And she it's when Sarah Jane's and her friend are, are a little little girls, basically. Okay. Uh, and the trickster is makes an offer to a friend of Sarah Jane's. Ooh. And that causes very big problems. It's basically the concept of this episode. What if Sarah Jane Ooh. wasn't there to stop all the things she stopped? Ooh, that sounds interesting. It's such a fucking good episode, man. Like as a I'll child, what, I watched that and loved it. I'm, I'm. This is kind of related to what you just said, but I'm, I'm watching some classic Who at the moment, and hey. I'm having a really, and I'm, hey, what? Hey, we'll get there. Yeah, well, but yeah, but this is like years in advance. I don't though. want you knowing more than me. Shut I don't up, want you. Yeah. I don't want you sneering down your glasses, looking at me, no, being like, like, "Oh, you don't know the classics." I like knowing. Do you? I like knowing more than you. But no, I'm having a really good time at the moment. I'm watching some John Pertwee stuff, uh, the third Doctor. Have you um, watched seasons where... ones, two, and have you have you done all the first and second Doctors? No, no, I've done bits of it, not all of it. There's also a lot of the second Doctor stuff missing still as well, and um, that's the thing. Okay. Um, but but I've done um I've done parts of it, but I'm 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 kind of just kicking off from like the the Pertwee era because it's like. It's in color, and it's kind of easier to kick off from this point, and it's 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 more fun basically. And I do like Third Doctor, uh, but the first episode, well, the first series of episodes are um, they're with the Autons, and let me tell you, in terms of creepiness, so much better than the fucking oh, Auton really? episode we got. Yeah, like they are so fucking creepy and weird in the class. Do they series, shoot mate. anyone in in the head in front of their wife and children? I don't think they do, no. But so in terms the of like 2005 they... have got that on them. <laughs> yeah, they do. But in terms of how they look, they're fucking horrifying. Is that uh, just because they're cheaper and nastier? No, well, maybe. But I think that plays into it a little yeah. bit. They, they, re- and they also have like, uh, like people who are not quite human, but not quite auton as well. Because this kind of like in between sort of thing. Oh, it's, like Mickey. It's, yeah, exactly, like Mickey. <laughs> but it's it's done a lot better than that, though. It's it's like really, I don't know. It's just I think maybe the restraints of it make it better because it is. Mm. It's definitely a lot creepier and a lot spookier. And have you seen that video of of, um, of John Pertwee putting away his his um, his mobile home trailer? No, I don't think so. So is it John Pertwee? Maybe. I always get More. confused with Sean Pertwee and John Pertwee. Which one's the John doctor? Per- yeah, John Pertwee's the third doctor. Yeah. So it's John Pertwee and he's like he's on like what I can assume is like an equivalent of like a top gear type show where he gets to okay. show off his cars. Maybe it was Top Gear. It might have been Top Gear, to be <laughs> honest. Yeah. Um but he's 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 there and, and he's got <clears throat> he's got this terrible feels like it would blow over in a strong gust of wind trailer, which is also like um like a mobile oh no, home. I have seen where he like puts where he puts it up and yeah, and he's like no, I, I can do this, this in twelve seconds and then it takes yeah. like a full minute. <laughs> and he's no, stumbling he around does. it. Yeah, no, it's good stuff. Yeah, he's proud of it. A great video. I I, yeah. I like that. Um, um, I haven't seen it, but apparently Sean uh, Sean Pertwee has said in interviews he was like, I fucking hated that thing as a child. I hated it. I was so scared <laughs> of that fucking thing. Well, there we go. Indeed. Um. The right. So anyway, uh, the doctor confirms it's part of the Tricksters Brigade, um, and then the closing moments of this episode. Bad wolf. What a Jeppy. fucking 
con- like a cliffhanger, right? What an Tell amazing what, shot. This had me so hyped as a kid. Yeah. I was uh, I was losing my mind. I'll tell you what, because like when uh first of all, it's a great moment from ten when like Donna is like, Oh, it was a blonde girl, and he's like, What the fuck? Who? Who yeah. Donna? Who the fuck? What what was her name? Yeah. What was her name? What did she say? Um any blonde and he's like, Rose, 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 is it Rose? Is it Rose? Is it Rose? <laughs> or is it Rose? Kylie it's Rose. Kylie Minogue. <laughs> I only like blondes. Was it Astrid? <laughs> he does only like blondes. Um but well, when she's saying the two words, you know, in my head when I was a kid, I was like, oh, Rose Tyler, maybe? Because she never said a name throughout the episode. Um, mm. And that was very intentional. Um, but then they're like two two words. And then I was like, what's it going to be? Is it Rose Tyler? Is it Rose Tyler? And then the, the fucking the, the slap around your face when you're hit with the bad wolf. And it's like, oh, oh my God. And then... Not only that, but then we run outside, we run back into Chinatown, yeah. and now everything is Bad Wolf. The, yeah. the banners, the posters, even the fucking TARDIS itself is all Bad Wolf, Bad Wolf, Bad, Bad Wolf. I fucking love it when yeah. they hand editors a shot, like a series of like, here's some, here's some zooms. And the editors pull out their favourite sound effect in this show, which is just like, I presume, crash zoom sound effect. And it's... I've been doing it this whole time. Yeah, I'm saying it's good. It's an like it's so well edited, and it's like... Yeah. It's so too much. Like, And that's the <laughs> so best thing about though. it, is it's an assault on the senses. <laughs> As it should be. It, yeah. It's supposed to overwhelm you. It's supposed to make you think, what the fuck is going on? It's supposed to be chaotic and... And give you this sense of uh, just just overwhelming nature. Holy and it's, fuck! What is happening here? Holy fuck! What is happening indeed? Um, and then yeah, the TARDIS. All the lights are red inside, and then it's like, what's going on? The end of the universe. Just phenomenal stuff. <laughs> I... oh, what an ending! What an ending! Banger, banger, banger. And if if I may, may we brief? May. Did you watch the next time trailer? Oh, I did. I did. We don't normally I talk did. about the next time trailers because we you like to save know. those gold. But this this next time trailer is baked into the cliffhanger. It's supposed yeah. to be the sting before next week. You get all these shots of the characters. They're they're punctuated by like the the beat, the, yeah. the drum beat sort <laughs> of thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're like, oh, there's Martha. There's and there's Jack, so many there's... of them. They keep coming. I know. We're like, oh, the Torchwood team. Oh, fucking hell, Sarah Jane. And it's oh, so good. Man. Even even Fizzy Pop Milk Boy is here. Sarah Jane's <laughs> son. <laughs> Their little soda boy is here. <laughs> oh, Pinocchio it's... Fizzy Pop Boy. <laughs> yeah. It's... And then that, uh, I always remember, the, the bit about that next time trailer that I always remember that always sticks out to me is the, ladies and gentlemen, we are we're at war. war. Yeah, God love it when the fucking uh, Americans come into the show. I know they always it's, bring a sense of gravitas. They do. That's how you know shit's going down when there's a big American general here. You take your orders from me, Doctor Joe, not from Toychwood. <laughs> Toychwood. <laughs> oh, Nathan, I am so uh, excited for next week. Oh, me too. It's going to be the Infinity uh, War of Doctor time. Who. It really is. It really is. So good. I'm very excited. Um, but before we do that, we have to talk about presumably the <clears> same weirdo of the week. <laughs> well, shit, yeah. We do. I was going to go straight into the letters then. I completely forgot. Well, it's good that um, I'm here. Yeah, it is. You're absolutely right, Lawrence. And here's a beautiful piece of music. Weirdo of the week! 
You wanted longer episodes, you're fucking getting them. All right, so this is everyone's favourite segment of the show where we get to take the chance to talk about uh, fucking weirdos and grubby little characters and whatever else I usually say. Uh, Lawrence, all right, should we just say it? Yeah. It's, it's the clean The hotel woman. maid, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah one, the, okay. the one who just points Donna down. Yes. So this is, <laughs> well, this is what I have, all right. Uh, so... London has just blown up. Yeah. Okay. There is a mushroom cloud nuke bomb that's gone off. London has been nuked. Okay. There's a huge mushroom cloud. A a fucking Titanic replica. Just a Titanic has dropped out of orbit, landed on Buckingham Palace, and killed like 10 million people, presumably more. Okay. And this woman is pointing at Donna Noble because she saw a bug on her back. All right. Even if she did have a bug on her back, I think there's bigger fucking issues at hand. Yeah. This is the thing. This is the thing that gets me right is that, yes, she's right. It is strange that there is a big beetle. Yes. Right. But it's it's the point, and the, and she's not concerned about London. She's just no. immediately looking for someone to blame. They're all standing there going, "This is devastating." Every Sylvia has that gut wrenching line. Every, everyone, everyone we've yeah. ever known, yeah, dead. And you just spin, and there's this weird pull focus to this woman just pointing at Donna. But not only is she pointing, she's just shrugging disapprovingly. As if it's somehow Donna's fault. Yeah, you all did these this. I mean, it kind of is when you think about it. But also Yeah, but who's she to know that? Exactly. And what does Donna having this fucking bug I mean, it, she's right, incidentally, but still she doesn't know that. There's, what does this fucking woman having a bug on her back mean that she blew up all of London, apparently? The only way that this could be waved away and it would make any sense, is if the bug was wearing, like, a T-shirt or something that said, I nuked London. <laughs> like, there is no other feasible way. And I know yeah. that's absurd, but this is absurd. <laughs> it's very absurd. It's so ridiculous. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> fucking stupid. It just makes no <laughs> sense. It makes no sense at all. Like, in the, earlier in the episode, we had the moment where Donna's friend, there was, like, you know, the Christmas star, and it was blowing shit up, but mm. she was, like, looking at the bug or whatever, like... It kind of makes sense. She's but she was back intrigued. and forth. She was conflicted. Like exactly, yeah. She, but this is wholly like, no, this is your fault, and you're a weird bug lady or whatever. <laughs> yeah, you did this, bug woman. <laughs> anyway, she's cracked. The very, cake. she has very, very weird stuff from her. So there we go. Hey, same one. Indeed. Um, same Z's. Nathan, I would like to now address the elephant in the room. What's that? That we do emails and tweets. Um, What's this? <laughs> no, I'm just introducing it in a weird way. Nathan, this is the part of the show uh, where you tend to tweet out uh, a, little, a few days before uh, we record the episode. Let the audience know what's coming up, what we're going to be talking about, and let them have their say. Uh, they can reply to that tweet or they can email us. Uh, our email is stillgotlegspodcast.gmail.com. Uh, what do the good people say about this week? Well, Lawrence, uh, first of all, first person to get in touch was uh, our good friend Kendall Roy's Sad Pointy Ears Ooh, at Tortoise Bill. A follow-up from last week uh, where I was named Shiv. Yes. And you told me this was at apparently Great Offence has been I would take it as Great Offence, yeah. Okay, so uh, Kendall Roy's Sad Pointy Ears has gave us some clarification 
Lads, Shiv is my favorite character, so it's not an insult to Nathan. There is just one thing he does which reminds me of her. I guess I'll have to bookmark this for August and tell you then. Okay. Uh, Lawrence, you are Tom Wombsgans? No, 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 no! And then there's like a chicken bone emoji. I assume that makes sense to you. It does. Okay. No, that we were on the same side. <laughs> but, we were wait, against but, 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 and then in brackets, also not an insult. No, it is okay. an insult. I know the well, character. They say, they say also not an insult. And then, oh yeah, turn left. Banger. Agreed. <laughs> about Do- well, I better make it about Doctor Who at the end. Um, look, both of them are very good characters. And also, fun clarification, uh, we are, Shiv and Tom are married. Oh, we're married. So we're married, yeah. And they're both sense. terrible people. That makes sense. We we I feel like we do have a a married nature about us. What where we argue? No. Figuring. <laughs> I can see us being married. We'd be married, yeah. We'd have a lot I am currently married to someone else. Oh well, you have to ruin it, right? <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm not I'm not you know, I'm not um breaking my vows, Nathan. I wasn't asking you to break your vows, Lawrence. I'm just, just make some more with me. <laughs> what if, you know? What if? What if Lawrence and Nathan were married? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, okay, yeah. I guess, I don't know. I guess when we're doing Succession, because we don't have this kind of format no. for another Happy Pod. So when we're doing Succession on another Happy Pod, we'll let the Still Got Legs audience know. And <laughs> Kendall Roy's sad pointy ears can finally tell us. We'll give them weekly updates as we as we go through it. So. Yeah, look this, out for those in August. I guess. Bit. <laughs> yeah, this is the succession bit. Yeah, because the show definitely needed more inside jokes and segments, <laughs> didn't it? It definitely does. Oh yeah, by the way, you don't have to listen to this bit. You can go. Oh yeah. Um, uh, our good friend Greg Cactus Face at G Cactus Face has uh, written in two tweets this week. Uh, first of all. Everyone's favorite character Bastion shouldn't have left that horse in the mud. Maybe if he maybe if he had the grip of the cockroach monster, he would have succeeded in pulling him out of that filth. It's true, it holds there on. It's true. It's got some good grip there. Yeah, uh... with seemingly no legs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> he does not still have legs. Um, hey, very good. Like, hey, very nice. we did it. Uh, and then Greg Cactusface also says, America's favorite sport is baseball. This sport is famously played on a baseball diamond. During this episode, much like in real life, the queen fucking carks it slash dies to the Titanic <laughs> in real life. In real life, uh, the Titanic also contained the Hope Diamond. <laughs> so there we go. So, knocked it out of the park once again, Greg Cactusface. I'll give you Thank this, you very much. I... I I always have no idea which way you're going to go. Me neither. <laughs> and I love that. I love that. That is brilliant. Uh, Garen at Garenzilla. Uh, we're deep in banger season. Another all-timer from RTD. Weirdo of the Week should be the editor slash whoever over at Doctor Who Adventures magazine approved this competition. Um and then he sent in a picture of it, or they've sent in a picture of it. Um, it's like a picture. Find Mr. Colasanto. Jolly Mr. Colasanto escapes the labor camp and is hiding in our issue. Tell us which page he's on and you can win this great <laughs> Doctor Who Uno set. No, holy fuck, they didn't. <laughs> they did. And then there's a picture of him, which is like just a screen cap of the episode. And he's got a little speech bubble saying, he's good. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. 
Jesus. That's, that's dreadful. <laughs> I know. Way to undercut so, your messaging. So they just like turned this whole like concentration labor camp uh, story <laughs> into a fun little Where's Wally sort of thing. <laughs> so like, oh, that's insane. That's pretty fucking great. I can't believe they did that. Oh my god, it really was a different time, wow. wasn't it? It really was. That is no one took a second insane. look at that. That was like And that's that's in a kids magazine as well, man. Oh my god. Yeah, these are the people you want to be like, you know, don't go and bum kids out, but maybe not. They, they that, should you know? know about this. Like this wow. is history. Oh my gosh. Uh, this is from Finn at Finn Not a Flynn. Uh, the thing I love about this episode is how relatable it is. All the fear is so tangible and it gives so much respective weight to all the events in RTD's era so far. All of the events on the news and the consequences being rehomed, etc., feel so real and gut wrenching. Yeah, it is kind of like a good sort of like, not wrap up of RTD's era, but a good like sort of summary. You know, it's the greatest quick... hits. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, he's playing. He's playing the bangers. Absolutely. Um, this is from voluptuous acorn hoarder, uh, <laughs> but hoarder is spelt like whore. Like, what a whore, duh. Oh, all right, du- okay. <laughs> yeah, W H O R E D E R. You happy uh, with that recording? Brain. You happy with that? I'm happy with that. Yeah, I'm happy with that. <laughs> uh, in this episode, the Doctor's death causes the world to spiral into a dark timeline of cataclysms and labor camps. However, many fail to notice a key plot hole. If the Doctor really had died fighting the Rachnos in 2006, the show would have been cancelled. Try harder, Russell. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's true. They yeah. should have just aired an episode that would just like was a couple of minutes of Doctor Who and then Coronation Street or whatever was next on the programming. Yeah, that's yeah, that's true. Um, Dion Evans, banger! I absolutely love the alternative history, seeing events from other perspectives. Uh, they should kill the Doctor off more so we get to see other events where he was pivotal. Um, yeah, yeah, that's true. Is there anything you would like to see in terms of that, like? Uh, what, Any in terms of kind like, of event, which you know, can we talk into the future? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I'll have to be vague. Uh, stuff where the doctor, I would. <clears throat> well, no, because a lot of the stuff I was thinking a lot of the ending of season five stuff, but that's kind of only happening because the doctor's there. It's a bit of both, really. Yeah, I'd like to see how they deal with the pretty universe-changing event that happens at yeah. the end of season five without the Doctor. Yeah. Uh, but they also kind of do. They also, yeah, they also kind of do. There is a bit of stuff like, what if he wasn't around and stuff? Mm. So, yeah, I don't yeah, know. But, hey, I'll, keep we'll this, I'll keep this question in mind going forward. Okay. <laughs> well, that was a question. No one asked you. It was just me. But Oh, okay. Well, then fuck me. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Cameron Welsh flag at Blue Lantern. Uh, never been to Leeds, but it sounds like a shithole. Thank you. Um, and this episode tells me on the fact that it's a shithole. Fuck Leeds. <laughs> uh, that being said, this is a phenomenal episode, and I love that I tied loosely in with a Sarah Jane. Inve- I love that uh, uh, it tied loosely in with a Sarah Jane adventures with Beetle Lady working for the Trickster. Mm. Uh, Beetle Lady works on two fronts there because Chantho and Beetle Lady. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, she, she, in both <laughs> instances, she's a Beetle yeah. Lady. 
There you go. Uh, Voluptuous Acorn Hordair also says, oh, since you were asking for the locations of the regulars last week, I'm from Brisbane, Australia. Feel free to drop around any time. There we go. Let's go. I won't do that. Why not? It's a lot of money. You can go to Brisbane. a long time on a plane. It is a long one. It is a long one. We've got to get two flights. Yeah. So we've got to probably really get long flights. We've probably got to get three flights, actually. We've probably got to yeah. get... Fly to Dubai, fly to, fly to Sydney, and then probably to... I don't know where Brisbane is, but I assume it's not near Sydney. So Can you get a shuttle bus from Sydney to Brisbane? <laughs> Australia is like one of the biggest countries in the world. Yeah, I mean, but it's all yeah. desert, isn't it? You just go along the <laughs> desert. Yeah, but you still have to go through it. <laughs> that doesn't make it any fucking quicker to travel, you dickhead. No, but you can, you can ignore the roads. No, you can't. Just go over all the desert. You know, in like no. in GTA, when you get on a park and you just drive through the grass and you ignore the Oh, roads. my God. Well, Lawrence, shut the fuck up. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll we'll be around for tea. We will be. Thank you. Um, but Toffee Pie at That Toff says, there were so many things they could have done instead of this. Humans in 2008. Oh, this is, sorry, this is, uh, they are replying to the Doctor Who magazine things. Um the Wes Wally thing. Oh, yeah. There were so many things they could have done instead of they assumed in 2008 looked at this idea and approved it. Someone sat at their computer, typed up those words and thought, yeah, that's good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, yeah. it screams last minute edition to pad the magazine. It really does. Not, not, uh, not a great option. No. Uh, Jade says, I remember as a kid this episode is one that haunted my nightmares. There's just something about the disaster moviness of it that really unsettled me in a way no other of Doct- no other episode of Doctor Who ever did. I'm anxious to see how I'll feel about it on my rewatch. Let us know, Jade. Let us know how you felt about yeah. it because bloody good time, I reckon. Well, the, doc- the Doctor's the hero of the piece, so if you remove yeah. him, then yeah. he's, he's then then it all goes to shit so quickly. So yeah, <laughs> definitely. Uh, Kai Armstrong says. The weird back humping bug that has lots of similarities <laughs> to the weeping angels, uh, and I always found that cool from feeding on someone's possible timelines uh, to drying when it's poisoned by a paradox. Uh, it also shows that, that that turns London into what it deserves to be a nuclear wasteland. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I kind of agree with that. I've fallen out of I've fallen out of love with London hard See, over like the past few years. I I have, and I'm so happy I don't live near yeah, London me anymore. Too. But it's just I, too it's too much, man. It's too expensive. It is it is too much, and it is too expensive. Mm. But there is I mm. I have fond experiences when I go back, and I like to look at the city yes. and I go, this is massive and incredible, and I've never seen so many people in one place. Mm. It's just a shame that. Most people and the people who made London the amazing great city is are being priced out of it. Yes, it's, literally. It's, yeah. yeah, it's just becoming a place where only the elite can live, really. Because... Yeah, or at least the very well off. Like, yeah, it's just, yeah. yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's really not feasible for most people these days. But no, it's it's a shame because it's a, like a we we did our young years there. Right, we like did. The, we could we went to university there. Yeah, but if we if we were at uni now, we couldn't afford to go yeah. to most of the bars that we did because we wouldn't be able no. to afford the drinks. Not at all. No. Yeah. Shame. I mean, we barely could then. But yeah, but like, I know there was a charm to it then, but now it's just yeah. you can't do it. It's not feasible. When I think about like how much money I had back then, I'm like, how on earth did I survive? Like, yeah, I do you remember. I just do you remember one. 
one time I just bought like a, a six month supply of like instant noodles. <laughs> and I just and I literally just lived on that. For like and you you, you got through them, but when you were moving out, you had a box left and you were like yeah. put it on the group chat and you were like noodles going if anyone wants noodles. And I was like, we'll come around and get well. our portion. <laughs> yeah, they were good noodles. <laughs> the noodle man is here. <laughs> I was sick of noodles by the end of that, though. Yeah. Uh, Kate, our good friend Kate uh, at Star Kate Mall says, uh, "I know you guys. Uh, uh, I know you guys don't always watch the trailers after the episode ends, but the one at the end of Turn Left is a certified banger." Yeah, we said this. Uh, it itself had eight-year-old me running laps around the house, shouting at my parents after pausing the recording to make sure I didn't miss any reveals. Even today, it gets me so gassed to press play on the next episode. Same. Yeah, yeah it's, it's essential uh, viewing for this episode. It, definitely. Just to get you excited for next time, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it definitely is. Hope I've sent this in at, uh, on time. If not, at least it's relevant for next week in terms of where I'm listening from. I'm in Nottingham, made famous by the hit episode of Doctor Who, Robot of Sherwood. I do have a soft spot for that episode. I do like that one. I Robin Hood? Robin Hood, yeah. yeah. I don't know Robin it that Hood. well. It's, uh, I think I've seen it, Cap- I just don't remember it. Uh, famous for Peter Capaldi clearly giving the middle finger to the camera at one point, which is very good. What, like <laughs> out of character? Like No, there's there's just a moment. You'll, you'll see when we get to it, but it's, okay. uh, it's interesting. I like that episode. Um, uh, you, we, you did get a similar time of recording this later than usual, so... So you're all good, Kate. You're all good. Thank you very much. Uh, let's go to Nottingham. Good play. Also, here's something. Kate there said she was eight when she watched this. A lot of people recently been saying they was eight when they was watching Talk to Who. So we're older than these people? Well, they're all the same age. Oh, I see what you're getting at. And we are also yeah. a bit older than them. We're a bit older. Because yeah. I would have been... Um, this is 2008. We worked this out last week, didn't we? What was I, 11? 10, 11? I don't know how old you are. Well, I'm, I'm 26 now. Almost 27. Oh, wait. I'm confused. We're in 2024 now, so... Yeah, it makes it harder, doesn't it? So, 14 years to 2010, two years at 2008, so that's 16 years. Um, so How old are you now? 26? 26. Yeah. So, yeah, you're in 10. Yeah. Nice. I'm older than you, <laughs> nerds. <laughs> By two years. <laughs> I'd have beat you all up on the school playground. No, you wouldn't. They'd have beat you up. If it's anything. true, yeah. <laughs> and I would have been uh, there with my Sarah Jane watch. <laughs> exactly. I'd stay really back and scan And your you. Sonic lipstick. <laughs> yeah. I'd definitely have beaten you up. Uh, Robert Vasquez says, uh, so people in the original timeline are definitely losing their jobs to the doctor all the time too, right? I think so. Yeah, I think he's causing mass unemployment everywhere that man goes. Yeah, I mean, he's disturbing everything all the time. (laughs) Think (laughs) about, like, what everything that happened with, like... um, Torchwood in series two. Like I know oh, yeah. Torchwood aren't great, but there was there would have been a lot of people just doing regular day jobs yeah. in that building. Data just, entry. You know, admin, data entry, yeah. just all Coffee that kind of runs, stuff. Like sacked. No, no 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 job. Also, they probably got killed by a Dalek as well. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Occupational hazard is not worth it. Yeah. <laughs> no, not great. Did you have um, an accident at work that wasn't your fault? <laughs> yeah, we need some kind of uh 
I guess unit kind of fills that role, but um, like a, a Doctor Who version of like damage control, who like yeah, you know, saw all this stuff, like an insurance company well, inside. They, you know, we'll get to it in a couple of years because stuff stuff is said. Yeah, like I'm saying, I unit kind of take that role. Yeah, sort of. So, yeah. Um, where are we now? We're on to emails. Now, this one is interesting. This uh, is from someone called Robin, uh, and the subject line is Greg Cactus Face. I should said I have not read any of these emails okay. so far. Okay, so this is the first time. <laughs> Just, uh, Greg Cactus <laughs> Face's full address is... <laughs> Uh, hey boys, just thought I'd let you know I wasn't the other Aussie guy who emailed you last week. Oh, I think that was the other got uh, Aussie guy, the Acorn bloke. Oh, the okay. plot thickens. By the way, I have never seen a game of baseball, uh, so this is Greg apparently. So this is Greg Cactus Face. Right. By the way, I have never seen a game of baseball. The only clip of the movie Forty Two I have seen is this one. Um, and then there's a YouTube link. Uh, also, my name isn't Greg. <laughs> I can't remember why I made that my username, but I did for some dumb fucking reason. Anyway, keep up the good shit. Please find proof I'm me below. And then uh, they sent us a screenshot of their Twitter, which they can, like, edit their name and shit. So. Wait, so this yeah. is... So Greg is now emailing. So Greg is emailing just to clarify that the person who emailed us last week was not in fact Greg because we thought it was Greg. I see, but but it's not Greg. And Greg yes. is called Robin. And Greg is not called Greg. Greg is well, maybe I've just doxed them, but Greg is presumably called Robin. Um, and the, yeah, Greg is a lie. It seems so. Uh, Greg, an alias is 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 an alias. An alien. I assume well, I don't Cactus think... Face was an alien. <laughs> yeah, I don't think Greg Cactus Face was ever their real name. <laughs> so there we go. This is, right, this is now at a point where I can't keep track of what's happening. <laughs> like... That's pretty easy to keep track of. Yeah, right, but you get to read them. You need to understand all I... You can check back on them if you need to. Right, I don't I even mean, look I know as much emails. as you. I know as much as you. Yeah, I know, but you can do your background reading. You can read up and get further clarification. But I don't like I said. I'm reading these the first time. Oh, okay, this, I'm, right. I haven't read these. This that's why I said I, I'm reading these for the first time here today. So okay. if anything racist pops up, that's not my fault. Okay, <laughs> I haven't screened these. <laughs> Can't wait for you to read out my racist email. I said <laughs> no. Uh, this is from Sam Nixon. Uh, Happy New Year. Turn left. Thank you, Mister. Uh, I think Sam Nixon was the. Uh, the first person who emailed us. The very first. Oh, that does sound um, familiar, actually, yeah. Yeah, what a hero. Uh, hello again to the best podcast and host I discovered in 2023, and Lawrence. Oh, no, ah. come on! Yeah, you've been fucking rinsed. Mate. Yeah, well, it was coming back, wasn't it? Considering you, you had Humble Pie last week. <laughs> it's true. Uh, you are deep in banger territory this week, starting with Silence in the Library and ending with Journey's End. Many people call this stretch of episodes The Run due to its sheer continual quality not seen in Doctor Who for a long time and maybe not since. I would disagree with that personally, but, you know, <laughs> definitely a good series of episodes, I will say. Yeah. Um, Sharp, mate. 
<laughs> Turn Left is my personal favourite of the bunch due to it not only being nostalgic for the whole RTD1 era, setting us up perfectly for the finale, but also the beautiful storytelling about humanity, and in particular Britain, and how people uh, react to events. On the note of the... Po- uh, yeah, very true. Uh, I yeah, love yeah, all that sort of stuff, yeah. Uh, on the note of the podcast length, may I request to continue the longer episodes as despite only finding you in 2023 which is the year we started, to be fair. You were my third, uh, third most <laughs> Yeah, you did well. To... Most people did. <laughs> you were my third most listened to podcast of the year. Oh, thank you very much. Ah. With the continued episode lengths, you will knock off James and Mesos, the weekly planet from the top spot. And I think we can all agree they've been on top for too long. It's about time someone knocked them off their pegs, I reckon. Yes, but not um... too far off to the point where I am no longer employed. <laughs> So it's a tough Sam. It's a no, difficult then, balance. No, but then we'll be you. You'll be employed by me. Oh, and we'll, we'll suddenly be. be making that money. Yeah, well, if we do the top spot, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> the top spot of someone's listens. By the way, like yeah, I could record. Sense. I could record <laughs> dead noise twenty four seven and upload it every day. Yeah, and it could technically take the top spot, but we'd make pennies. Well, no, but you, you, we're not uploading dead noise. We're uploading this great content that everyone loves. That is true. Oh Don't fuck, we content. didn't do the ad sting. We didn't do the ad sting. Ah, oh, we'll do it now. And this we'll can stay in the end. episode we'll as well. The normies have gone. We'll do it at the end. We'll oh, do it at the end. Yeah. Um, happy New Year and all the best. I look forward to your continued old married squabbles in 2024. Sam, see, Sam also agrees. We're an old married couple. This mm. is what I'm saying. A real shit. We're like the Doctor and River. <laughs> okay, yeah, or the Doctor and River, yeah. Uh, hi guys. Hi Nathan. <laughs> Sorry, this is from uh, Talking Pictures, uh, David at Talking Pictures Podcast. Pictures that uh, talk. Ha- Talking Pictures Podcast, Lawrence. Oh, my apologies. Hi guys. Uh, New Year's resolution includes reaching out more to give some thoughts on Doctor Who. This is a resolution I support, and uh, I believe in you. You can do this. Yes. Turn left is for me a certified banger. I don't know if you remember, but I emailed in at the end of series three to highlight some great episodes of the show uh, that don't feature the Doctor at all, and this episode is the same. Reliving some of the craziest shit from the last two seasons, it was great from London getting nuked by the Titanic to a significant portion of America turning into the little fat monster things. The whole episode is like a season of Marvel's What If 12 years early. You said that, that's pretty cool. It's almost like they had listened to this podcast. Almost. I <laughs> just openly yawned. <laughs> yeah, all right. Uh, almost, yes. Uh, while it would be easy to say it would be great to see more episodes like this, I'd actually like to see a little bit of an algam- amalgamation between this and Army of the Ghosts from Series 2. I would like to see an episode where a major event happens that completely changes human history, but that the Doctor missed and have to deal with the consequences after. In a way, see an event that the Doctor isn't there for, but see how it's dealt with after going forward. Imagine if the Doctor hadn't been on the Titanic and arrived back on Earth to find London gone. Anyway, sorry for the rambling, but look forward to emailing every week to hear your thoughts. Best, David, Talking Pictures Podcast, hashtag Justice for Martha. Big agree. That's interesting. That is interesting. I'd never considered that. Mm. Like a... Like, what if there was a Dr. Light followed immediately by the repercussions of why he yeah. wasn't there and what he failed to do, yeah. I'm, I'm struggling to come to... 
I'm struggling to think of what it is, but I'm sure there might be an ex- something similar to this later down the line. This, I mean, but... not to again, we can cut this, but there's 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 a part in one of the recent specials where the Doctor lands and is very much out of the loop. Ah, uh, a little bit, yeah. But it's caught but up it's... very quickly, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, it's not necessarily the same, but but th- this is more like like after a big thing has happened, yeah, sort of thing, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I don't know. Intra- but I, I can almost think of something like for some reason I'm thinking of Peter Capaldi, but I don't know if that's true. I'm maybe just making this up completely. The Saigon thing, can... maybe? No, that's well, that's kind of a sequel to the fiftieth, really. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. But hey. Who knows? Who, who knows, knows indeed? Uh Jared Coastal. Hey. Oh baby. Uh hello to the one and only Doctor Who podcast. That is True. So true. Uh, after going into labour during the annual school nativity, our son was born via an emergency C-section on the 12th of December, and it's been a hectic few weeks. Congratulations. That's Massive amazing. congratulations. Massive congrats. C-sections can be scary, so I hope uh, your wife is okay, but... That's amazing. Uh, I've been listening to your recent shows, uh, thanking the audience for listening, but I hope as a representative of the audience, I can thank you both back. Oh, well, now I feel weird reading this. (laughs) (laughs) Now I just sound self-indulgent. But thank you, this is very sweet. Uh, I've been listening to the show for a year now, and it truly is an escape from everyday life. And with three children, five years and under, Jesus Christ, (laughs) including a a household, yeah, (laughs) it really is, including a newborn baby. It really is a blessing to be able to tune into your show uh, with one airport in and listen to a mashup of you two arguing with the sounds of a baby crying. Uh, Although with the continued criticism of the doctor's brown suit, some would say they are one in the same. <laughs> oh, we're back on the Nathan slander. I love it. No, no, we're not. So, thank you for the entertainment you provide on a weekly basis. You have fast become my favorite podcast at Brackets Goodbye Weekly Planet. That's fucking insane to me. Um, <laughs> no, that, that's nuts. That's very. And nuts. I'm sh- and I'm sure other listeners would also agree. I I don't. That is that's insane to me. Okay, I that, look, Jared. That is. Very, very sweet and very amazing. Mm. Um, and again, congratulations to you and your wife and and everything like that. Um, <laughs> look, the Weekly Planet is the reason I got into podcasting. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> like, it's also the reason this... I have a job. Like, it, yes. it, it provides a lot of things for a lot of people, that show. For anyone to say that they now enjoy this more than that, that's totally unfathomable to me. And yeah. I, I, blows my mind because i just can't believe people even like this in the first place but to to like it to that extent that's thank you that's very very nice very sweet and just a very nice thing i would say two things can absolutely be true um we can be very very thankful and very grateful um and i said all this a couple of weeks ago and very just just Mm. in 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 genuine disbelief at the amount of nice people that have said nice things about the show Right, the like the the love people have given the show is 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 genuinely heartwarming, and yes. the second thing that can also be true is we don't believe a single word of it, right? We <laughs> and we and we have imposter syndrome, and we feel like we this do. is not warranted. 
We have we have that very uh, British character trait where we cannot seem to accept any like positive yeah. uh, compliments or anything like that. We're like, no, we're bad and awful and. But horrible the trouble and... is when you when you when we have to read out the compliments that you write for us, yes. and we are two people, and this our, our our role in this relationship is to talk into a microphone. We can't yeah. avoid it. <laughs> we have it's, to acknowledge it. That is that is genuinely very sweet though. F- thank you. Thank you. And uh, massive congrats to your family. Again, yes, congratulations. And a little bit more here from Jared. We named our son Emery, still got legs, Coastal. Hey! <laughs> uh, I was hoping he could be the official baby of the podcast, of course. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I would also like to express my interest in longer episodes, and I'm looking forward to your promised Waters of Mars six-hour spectacular. All the best, Jared. P.S., don't read this... Oh. <laughs> says PS don't read this bit out. Okay, so I won't I won't read the rest of it. Thank you Jared, that's amazing. And again, <laughs> congratulations. Jared, we've cut all of that, but yeah. expect us. <laughs> expect us. We'll come around for tea. Thank you very much. Uh hello Nathan and Lawrence. This is from Billy Who? Turn left. Uh Hello, Wait, Nathan on, the, and Lawrence. The email is Billy Who Turn Left? No, the, the email is from Billy Who, and the subject is Turn Left. Oh, it's not Billy Who Turns Left. No, it's from <laughs> Billy Who Turn Left. Okay, yep, yep, yep. Do you understand? Yeah, I'm with you. Are you caught up? Yes. Okay. Uh, just wanted to say, after listening to your midnight episode, a banger, by the way, the episode or our episode? Uh, the The... The Doctor Who episode. We've had enough people blow smoke up us. I'm going to assume you means our episode. Um, <laughs> you would. I would, yeah. I don't think we, the audience, are deliberately taking the piss out of Lawrence. <laughs> We're just all very nerdy people. Okay. But didn't you think it was weird in turn left how all the stars in the universe started go out at the same time? As we know... Light travels at a oh, fuck's sake. Light travels at a fi- I have to read this shit, man. Light travels at a fixed velocity of three hundred million meters per second. And even though all the stars in the night sky look as though they are close, they are in fact light years away from each other. This means that two stars going out right next to each other could actually translate to millions of years passing between seeing the lights go out from one and then the next. As always, I have theories. <laughs> Number one, there is always quantum entanglement or spooky action at a distance, as Einstein called it. If all the emitted photons from a star were entangled with the photons still in the star, then the star going out could, in theory, have a similar effect on the light already millions of light years away. Of course, on Earth, quantum entanglement is rather is a rather unpredictable process, but whatever advanced civilization is making the stars go out, whoever that could be since the next time trailers never spoil anything like that, could have a process of forced entanglement. At least, in theory, this could be an explanation. Number two, a field (laughs) could be encompassing the Earth, like we'll see again in the future. Spoilers. Holding off whatever is destroying the stars long enough that light is only appearing to go out all at once from the surface of the Earth. Some kind of enclosed time bubble. Number three, Russell didn't think about it. (laughs) 
as always, take what I'm saying <laughs> with a grain of salt, uh, as I am, after all, just some idiot. Keep up the great work. Love the pod. <laughs> My brain hurts, man. <laughs> Thank you for that. They are very interesting I, theories. I, I think I just blanked out reading that. <laughs> I, I, that was so much science talk. So many big words, which most of which I don't understand. Yeah, I um, look. I'm no, I'm I think I agree with, with. I think I agree with theory number three. I, Russell, I, I will always it. be on the side of theory number yeah. three. Yeah, I think the stars are going out is a cool line in Doctor Who. A hundred percent. Yeah, but we, we don't need any more. Uh, sort of like. Uh, we don't need to think about it any more than that, basically. Yeah. Like, it's it's just a simple That being said, thing. we very much encourage you to always overthink it and send us. I, I don't know if I do. No, I do, because Nathan reads I, it, and it's funny. I, yeah, Nathan has to struggle through reading all of that and understanding it and and not sounding like a dickhead throughout it all. Uh, thank you, Billy Who. I have no idea what I just read, but thank you. <laughs> thank yes. you very much. Russell didn't think about it. No. Lawrence, that is everything in our mailbag for this week. And that is fantastic news, Nathan. And as a man who is not in a rush, what I will say is thank you very much for listening. Uh, if you have enjoyed the show, then please feel free to leave a review. Nathan, I think we have two very quick reviews to read out. We absolutely do. This first one is from Nathan Bauer, and it says, What a pod! <laughs> I may have never seen a single episode of The Vampire Diaries, but that won't stop me from <laughs> loving this podcast. The joke there is that this is a review from the Missing Mystic Force podcast hosted by our friend Catherine. Very good. Friend of the show, Catherine, go and check out Missing Mystic Fools. Uh, another review? Have we got another one there? Uh, this is from... Uh, I'm just going to pick another one here at Random Lawrence. Sure. Uh, still got it. This is from Jeff Lemon. A wonderful podcast about a 60-year-old show that goes off on various bizarre tangents at the drop of a fez. A must-listen for me every week, especially as this review is read out every week. Never stop, and we never will. Congratulations on the baby once again. Indeed, indeed, indeed. Uh, did you know that, uh, like those reviews, you can leave your own one? Uh, you can give us five stars on your podcast platform of choice. That'd be very much appreciated. You can also follow us on Twitter. We are at Still Got Legs Pod. Uh, you'll get a little reminder there. A new post will go up every time our new episodes go up, which is every Monday at 10 a.m. And also, it is where you will find Nathan's little prompt tweets that will tell you what episode we're going to be talking about so that you can have your say, reply to the tweet, or send us an email, stillgotlegspodcast at gmail.com. Nathan. And sometimes, just some fun little tweets from me yes sometimes just some funny little discourse that we yes. get in, we get ourselves intertwined in um nathan we have another podcast we do it's called another happy pod it's our main show well this is probably our main show now. this is almost our, certainly our main show <laughs> it's our pop culture show where each week we talk about something in that realm we're taking a little break over the festive period but we're back uh, now actually so you can listen to our latest episode which is the same one we said it was last week it was delayed a week so uh go listen to that big uh argument extravaganza it's over there it's up there now fans of long episodes fans of arguments crack on have a good time yes uh indeed. that is everything from us looking forward to infinity war next week um and we... it's actually called I can't, I can't remember stolen it's earth Nathan. stolen earth lawrence it's called stolen earth actually <laughs> and stolen earth and sarah jane's little milk boy <laughs> he's a soda boy he's not a milk boy. he's a little milk boy as well he's a little no, he is, soda he's made boy out of goo. he's made out of soda and a goo boy i think he is as well he's made out of dr pepper or whatever <laughs> dr pepper boy 
Doctor Who Pepper. Uh, all right, that's all we have time for this week. It's not. We can actually go for another four hours, and we will. No. Um, <laughs> We got Lawrence actually has to go, um, but uh, stay tuned for more fun in the future. We never know how to end these. Goodbye. I love you. Goodbye. Thank you too. I wasn't talking to you. <laughs> Fair enough. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.